Good. We're super excited to be here. I'm glad you guys finally decided to come on. I know I had reached out to you yes. way back, like when I started this whole thing. And uh, thank you for the sticker, by the way. If you guys, oh, well, my laptop is kind of in the way, but they have some nice art that they brought along. And uh, we're here to talk a whole lot of shit today. I'm drinking a nice cafe americano. I'm very caffeinated. We have here some adult beverages yes. on the other side of the table. So lay it on me, guys. What's up with y'all? Let's, uh, you know what? Wait, I'll, I know exactly where I wanted to start because the last time that I bumped into y'all at Cultura mm-hmm. was a fun time, fun night. <coughs> you were talking about you were slanging clothes and shit on the web? Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Get in on that. What's been going on now is that we're moving on from fast fashion to, like, sustainable, like, con- consumption, right? Right. And I'm broke. We're all broke. Yeah. We all yes. need a side hustle. And um, and I'm super, like, I do want to, like, um, what is it? Give a shout out to the people that are doing it already. There's a bunch of people here in Laredo, like, doing the whole Depop thing. And it's, like, a lot of work. Like, it's harder than you would expect it to be. Especially because... Sending things through mail is like so. It's such an ancient concept. Right, right, for sure. But anyway, um, yeah, I just put some stuff through through Depop, and uh, I put I made Yakayate as like my brand because I'm really trying to like make that happen for myself. And it's a pretty cool. I got one of those stickers here. Yes, DIY, but you know, professional made ones coming soon. Yes. Um, and so yeah, I started selling some clothes, and I broke even. Because I'm barely like learning the whole thing with like shipping and You're stuff. You're on like the come that. up with that. Exactly. Right. And um and yeah, that's what I what I'm trying to do right now. I want to get into that a bit because I actually have n- no idea what it is that you're talking about in terms of like what is Depop. Oh, okay. Elaborate on that a so bit. So Depop is uh, is kind of like like if you go, to, it's like it's an app, right? Right. But the way it's modeled, it looks like a cool like Instagram feed. Okay. You know when you go to the Explore tab. Right. Right. So it's a bunch of people like content creators like just kind of styling items that you would usually like overlook, thrifted items, and making them like modern and fresh, and then like reselling them. So you go to like a Goodwill or Las Segundas, you find an item for like two three dollars, and there's people in like Utah or like Washington that will buy it for like. 20 25 bucks nice nice you know so it's 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 a cool way to like kind of reinvent clothing and like kind of do like a swap um and yeah i mean it's like a little gem i feel like it's a little hidden gem and it's cool that people are moving away from like overconsumption of like yeah. of like items that are like so you know when you go to forever 21 or like you know those fast fast fashion brands like in a year, you have to throw them away. Right, right. But Sometimes not even. Like, you wear it, like, twice, and you wash it, and it has a hole. Yes. <laughs> or, like, it's, like, the... Some mass-produced and bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. And right. the thing with, like, older clothing, like, vintage clothing, like, it's durable. Like, viejitas that, like, went to Macy's and bought it for, like, I don't know, like, 50, 60 bucks. They end up donating it to Goodwill, <laughs> and, like, you resell I, it. <laughs> I know. Shout out to everybody's grandma. Yeah. For <laughs> donating at Goodwill. That's dope. And I... I mean, I, I follow your Instagram feed mm-hmm. and stuff, so I've always, you know, I've seen a lot of the work that you do, and I'm not, like, do you use it mainly as just kind of like, hey, this is the shit I'm doing mm-hmm. on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Is that, like, mostly what it is, right? Like, from our work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Like, it's a blend of just your personal life yes, and that, right? Yes, okay. Like, when I was in school, I, I minored in art, but I've always, it's all, it's something that I've always struggled with, is, like, taking myself seriously in art, because, like, to this day, my mom says... 
ah, tus monitas. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, just trying to downplay your shit. <laughs> Damn, so, it's hard. So it is, it is hard because it's like, it's like something that like, you know, I have a lot of fun with. Like, I love to draw ever since I was little. Like, um, we didn't have, like, there would be times where we'd be, we would struggle and we would take like public transportation and I would draw. I would be at the dentist's office. I would draw, I would draw, I would draw. I would just like look at cartoons and I would like take inspiration from that and I would draw. And then um, when I got to school, I was I went into like fashion. I was like, but why not do something that I love and like take it seriously, you know? And so I've always kind of like struggled with that, whether like it should be something that I just love or whether I should be some it should be something that I like should pursue and like take seriously. Right, right. And before, like, it was just something that I like posted and that I wanted to share. But now I'm considering, like, I've been watching like, um, you like. YouTubers and stuff like illustrators like actually like develop shops and like sell their stuff, sell stickers, sell totes, sell pins, make t-shirts, like expand. And I'm like, why shouldn't I do that? You know, like I could totally take this to like something else and like it could make me happy. I don't have to be miserable for like a third of my life. Yeah. You know? (laughs) And I feel that because I I think one of the biggest things and, and this has been truer since I've, you know, been trying to pursue, like, everything that I Mm -hmm. was telling you before we started, like, streaming or whatever, um, is that there really are no fucking rules, you know? Like, you just, you go hard at what it is that you want to do, and if you really, if you can do it well enough and refine, like, your craft, whatever it may be, whether it's, like, your audio production or, you know, your artwork, your artwork, anything at all, then you can definitely create a fucking living off of it because there's so many fucking people and we have access to all of them now with the power of the internet now. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah, and, and I find it interesting that the like people that are driven to I guess color outside the lines of, of whatever we've been taught is like your conventional way of living are are like drawn together mm-hmm. and more so it, it's very highlighted here because the scene is maybe like infantile in a sense to where now the people that are from our generation they can see the potential of you know being artistic and creating something that you can actually make money off of Mm -hmm. i don't know man i I find it really fucking cool and i've always really liked the stuff that you put up on instagram i fuck with it thank you but uh i also like your style yeah very stylish person i i I, thank you (laughs) i i I did want to like address when you first reached out to me I was like, why? You know, like I was just like, what do I have to offer? Like, what do I, I thought have you to were say? doing this the whole time since then, honestly. Because I mean, we, uh, what you're already doing right now, I thought you were on that since then. Just yeah. I, I, we didn't always have like you know, back and forth or whatever. But that was just my perception of it because you were posting so prolifically, like a uh, bunch of cool maybe. shit. So I was like, oh, you know, like that'd be interesting. No, to talk yeah, about. and it's it's crazy because like. Just this year, I started taking myself a little bit more seriously. But it's like, como dice, le siempre dice, she always says, like, you, tú te la tienes que querer. Like, you have to believe in yourself that you're capable. For sure. And man. once you get to that headspace of, like, oh, okay, like, I can fucking do this shit. Like, I have, you know, the, the, the strength, the power. Like, you know, there's a lot of vulnerability involved when you put your stuff out there. 100%. I bet when you, like, start your podcast, you're like, who's going to listen to it? Who's going to yeah. like it? You know? There's it's it's you're putting yourself out there, you're putting your babies out there, and I, I feel like as a creator, you already know all the bad stuff in your stuff in your art. Like you're already sure. like you're, oh. you're you already told yourself like what people <laughs> are gonna think. Yeah, exactly. you're, you're, yeah, like you're, you're your own harshest critic. So hundred yeah. percent. 
yeah, you know, it's it's just like I'm finally like getting the courage to like you know put my shit out there and um and you know like you said like it's cool that there's a like a scene mm-hmm. happening here. Oh shit, my bad. Sorry, <laughs> there's a scene <laughs> happening here, but um. But I feel like the reason why there hasn't been more growth in the scene, it's because it's so unconventional. Like, here in Laredo, it's like they don't really take the arts that seriously. Yeah, no, we don't. So it's good that, like, by having, like, a podcast or by us hanging out and having, like, art days, we're becoming, like, unifiers and we're giving, like, you know, more of a space to, like, create. You know, it's really important. Yeah, I fuck with that. And that brings me to you, Liz. How... I, I don't know, like, I honestly, like, we, I knew you back in the day, like, not, I guess, not as well as I probably yeah. know Jen, but even then, that's, like, not, like, a super close relationship, yeah. but I didn't know that you were artistically inclined, and then today you pulled up with that, and I was like, fuck, that's dope, but, like, you know, birds of a feather, so. Yeah, no, I actually didn't take myself, I, I think I had the imposter syndrome, like, I, arts were never like promoted in my family and my brother would draw and do things and like they were really good but i mean he works at the oil fields you know right right you you are always pushed to do what's like gonna give you a profit right and um i never was i was never pushed so i actually just started drawing in march nice this past year and i for the beginning of the year i told jen i was like dude i want to start like doing artistic stuff like i want to like explore that side of myself because i knew i mean i i'm not you know, super, uh, I'm not going to say I'm not talented because I am talented. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> I got to believe it. Like right, I said, right, right. I, I'm preaching it. I got to believe it. But I, I was never uh, confident enough to like try it. And I think that's the first step when you're going to try anything new. You have to like be confident. And um, one day we went to Hobby, uh, Hobby Lobby. They had a sale and I was like, Genesis, I'm going to buy like watercolors. Cause I, I that's, that's, that's watercolor. Um, I was like, I'm going to try it. And, is like one of the hardest. <laughs> it's one of the hardest like arts to like kind of master. Yeah, yeah it, it takes a lot of work. But um, for me, it started off as kind of like therapy, and because I liked it so much, I kept practicing. I kept watching videos. I kept like doing stuff to like better off myself in 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 that sense. And then um, I'm supposed to sell that. Somebody is going to pay me for that. And I'm like, I don't want to sell it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't want to. Like, You're a little bit too attached to it. Yes, because yeah. like, it's a part of me. You know, like sure. I, I took time to do it. I had to like visualize it. I had to like kind of, you know, mess with it. It, it. It's hours. It's like, you know, um, a good like five, six hours that I took doing that. And I mean, yeah, you sell it for like a little profit, but still a part of yourself. So. Uh, yeah, like I started doing it, and uh, uh, little by little, I saw myself improve. I have my first drawing, and I don't want to show it. Nah, I'll show it <laughs> later. later. Okay, when I, when as I'm we get famous. deeper in here. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, like once I feel a little more comfortable. Okay. Um, But yeah, I have like my first like painting, and it was like, <laughs> I was like, what the hell? And I look back to it, but it, it's good to see your progress, and it, it's good to see like it, that motivates you to put something out there. And um. Yeah, so hopefully in the future I also like you know start focusing more on that and you know show it up. And I know I don't really show my artistic side. I'm really private with it because, uh, like Jensen was saying, is vulnerable. You know, you have to be vulnerable. You have 100%, to like. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, it's I like, completely understand. Yeah. Right, and um, but I mean, you just kind of have to put it out there and um. I sent Genesis. Uh, was it a picture or was it an article that said like once you start like. Loving your passions, uh, they kind of like take over. 
you know what, just start focusing on your passions. They take over, and then next thing you know, you're all about your passions, and they start rewarding you, and you start getting back. And although I don't think that's the whole point for me, because for me, it was just like an escape. For sure. You know? Yeah. A healthy uh, one. A healthy one. <laughs> a healthy one. <laughs> friend. Uh, yes, a healthy one. Um, I mean, the fact that somebody reached out to me and asked me to, like, buy something, I'm just like, oh. I, I didn't even know how to react. I was just like, oh. Super professional, my bad. You're good, you're good. Um, I was just like, <laughs> oh, okay. Off. There we go. Uh, I was like, okay, well, I'll do it. And um, I said yes before I realized how much it took out of me. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful somebody was able to like just recognize it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my friend Alec. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's <laughs> who, dope, man. Who's and gonna Who's gonna get it? In the, in, well, my drawing. Yeah. The, the <laughs> 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 my drawing. drawing. Oh yeah. yeah. I was gonna. Um, it's still a piece of you, so. I yeah. wanted to bring up. What did y'all <laughs> think about the banana taped to a wall at the MoMA? I have no idea. You haven't what? heard about that? No. What's this? So this artist... Um, oh, oh, wait. A banana taped to a wall. Yeah. At it's, the okay. moment. It's like found objects, right? Okay, okay. And like, I think that's what it's called, found objects. And he literally taped a banana to a wall and it was sold for like a ridiculous amount. It Like, you know how people try to like add criticism to shit right, that's right. like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> okay. So he did that. And then the most badass part... Some person went and ate the fucking banana. That's great. Was that part of the, the I, art? I re- he was <laughs> supposedly the guy was a performance artist. And uh, he I just like he kind of like did it to like shit on everybody. Right. And like the concept of like, I guess, like the elite and like, you know, because it was like one hundred and twenty six thousand, like some ridiculous number. I believe you. Um, I, yeah. Have you guys been to like a lot of different like art galleries and stuff or not? Hmm. I have been to the ones and I've been to two art museums in San Antonio. Um. I don't remember the I've names. I've been to the Blanton. Oh, the Bla- I've been to the Blanton too. It's I've cool. been to like student like shows, like right, stuff like right, that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I don't think I've I've only been to a couple of galleries here. Mm-hmm. One of which was uh, Schwartz with uh, Mauro Martinez. Mm-hmm. Wait, Mauro. I'm sorry if I messed up your name. Mauro. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh, they've held like a couple of different ones from different artists at Gallery Two Hundred One, and mm-hmm. now they're doing the ones in Cultura. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that the art that I've seen there is more so is not pretentious i guess right because right? it's like no, actual it's shit really that it, raw yeah. from what i see that like every artist that puts something out there is really like you know you can tell they it's part of them <laughs> like yeah, you can see that's their art and i appreciate that i mean it might not be like the most uh commercial you know not everybody's gonna want to have like something bleeding or right, like, right, something right, crazy right. under wall but i mean like as i mentioned before it's it's a part of you it's something that you're putting out there so i mean it takes I, a lot of nerve i went to a show yeah. well cuz like um when i lived in austin you know the whole hipster scene right, um, of course. <laughs> <laughs> i would um, go i would go to like the i don't want to well, I would go with somebody. Right, okay. You know a person I mean? in your past. Person in my past. Right, okay. <laughs> Clearly still upset. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hold no grudge. So um, I would go I would yeah. go and he would be like, Yeah, super like underground show. <laughs> and I'd be like, All right, fine, like I have no choice. So we went to this place. It was like an actual like really cool like setting, like the it was like a like a house, but they had like uh in their backyard they had a skate ramp. That's cool. And they had like a big ass backyard, so they had a skate ramp, and they had like a bonfire going. And I was just like, "What the?" And then you went inside, 
And there was like a bunch of art from like people, right? And then there was one where it was just like a bunch of vaginas. And it was like um, like pillow vaginas and like threaded vaginas. And like I was just like, oh, wow. Like, And then I started talking to the artist and I was like, you know. Was it a girl? Yes. Okay. okay. What was Baby the bangs. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, I was just like, oh, you know, what, what's your thought process and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, you know, I'm just taking a stance on like feminism and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, you know, that's cool. Like I'm all for, I'm all for like that. But there was nothing like inventive or like innovative about it, you know? It was just like, here's some vaginas. It's just vaginas. It's like, you know how they say about like um, like Amy Schumer? She's right, always right. like, vagina. Well, yeah. yeah, like that's really what it, what it was. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I've never really been to like a gallery like that, but yeah, that the, sounds cool, the, I suppose. We, we went to a couple of like, because she lived in, in Austin. I live in San Marcos. So right. every other weekend I would go and like, you know, crash at yeah. her place. And um, that person will be like, oh, we're going to go to this place. And Pozo, let's go, right? Like, Pozo, I was a guest, so let's go. And I, I'll just be like, okay. Like, it, you know, when it came to, like, the techniques and right, stuff like right. that, I was like, wow. Like, you know, super nice, super clean and stuff. But the content itself did not give me life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just like, okay. Like. It was just like for the, like, it was like aesthetic or it was just like, you know, like, like the vagina is something that like is very, hmm. It's very nice. It's nice, but I feel like, I agree. you know, the <laughs> feminists, feminists were trying to like reclaim it because like everything is like phallic symbols and stuff like right, of okay. power. Like, okay. you know, that little like the thing in Washington, what's it called? Uh, fuck the obelisk. No. Yeah, the no, obelisk? the the monument that yeah. is Washington like Monument, it's an obelisk. Okay, okay, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know how they say that like a lot of like uh, monuments of like power are like phallic shaped or whatever? Do pyramids count as like phallic shaped? No. No. No, right? No, they're, they're but so, so I think it's cool that like we're trying to like, you know, like Georgia O'Keefe, you know, she did that with her flowers. I think it's fucking cool. But it's like, what else? You know? And I felt like a lot of the art in the Austin scene was just like people thinking like, oh, that would be cool. But it's like, I don't uh, think well, I don't do care you think about maybe that. Maybe most of it is born out of like a position of like a social social justice warrior type of thing or mm-hmm. like I think maybe trying to like pander to that type of probably. shit. Probably. Is that what you feel? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I just I just felt like for me, if I were to be living in Austin, I wouldn't feel as confident as I do right now to like put my work out there. Really? Yeah. Why? Like although like well, you know, because, like, again, imposter syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, I would feel like, who cares about what I have to say? Like, these these kids, you know, and they're they have this, like, dumb confidence of yeah. just, like, well, you know, I'm working as a waitress, and, like, my parents are paying for my rent, so, like, I literally dedicate myself to, like, my art. Right. And, like, when I lived in Austin, I was barely making it, and I didn't have the, have the help from my parents. I didn't have a stable job. No. So, like, instead of dedicating myself to the arts, I had to dedicate to myself like to survive survival. to the hustle exactly 100%. and so now i'm in a comfortable space to like create and put myself out there and even though laredo can be like really judgmental yeah i feel that there's a lot of like it's como familia you know people like do embrace you and i'm not gonna shit on austin because i have friends that live there and i have like people that reached out and they've said to me like dude like we want your art like <laughs> whenever you put your stickers out there like we want to buy it but i do feel like that there's like a lot of like privilege over there and Perhaps not, right. Not yeah. a lot of not too much substance in like the art, but I don't want to generalize. That's just my experience while I was there. Right, you right. You know. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm mostly a passenger through Austin, and whenever I'm over there, we're always at breweries and stuff. I so. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Well, if wherever, if we ever cross paths, right. Okay. I would love to like take you to like those little artsy fartsy. Cool, because I'm into shows. that shit. Believe yeah. it or not, people like I'm fucking. <laughs> but your I'm friends are like, like, oh, breweries, right? Yeah, but <laughs> I'm also super into breweries too. Like, don't get me wrong. And uh, um, one of the and this is like not necessarily related to art galleries or what have you, but one of the biggest mistakes that I made in Austin was when Chicano Batman was there, and <gasps> I had tickets, but I didn't go. Chingale. Why? Because I was a bitch. Damn. No. Yeah, no. Why? I, Why? And they put, so I, I seen them, they put such a good show. I fucking bet, man. They're like a uh, tiny desk concert. is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, so my brother was going to go and he originally had the tickets and he was like, I'm not going to be able to make it. You're already up there. Here, happy birthday. It was also like right around my birthday. Mm-hmm. right? And I was like, okay. And it was fight night with the boys and shit. And I was like, let's fucking go. I got tickets. And they're like, nah, dude. And I was like, fuck, I kind of don't want to go and experience this by myself. But I should have. Right, yeah. But I didn't. Okay, who... Can you name the names of yes, the people? Yes, the, f- the fucking people you guys know. Mikey, Alan. Hey, Alan. hey, Mikey and Alan. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, they're not, they're not into, suck. like, Chicano Batman. So, like, but they're I so amazing. Right, they right, are. I know. I understand. See, yeah. see, but see, like, you're in a city that has so much to offer. Like, why are you going to close up yourself to just, like, what you know? Like, it's like, you're going to go to Austin? Are you going to go you to... you hear P- that, Mikey? Are you going to go to Pizza Hut? Or are you going to go to, what's it called? The Parlor. Other? Yeah, there you go. Like, that's where we fucking go. That's the you, spot. You know what I mean? Like, are you gonna go to like you know franchise restaurants? No, you go explore. You go like put yourself out there. Right? No, no, no. And in their like defense, that, they do do like Austin shit. But I'm, it just so happens that they were not into Chicano Batman, and I didn't. Did, I, well, I chose bro well, quality time over Chicano Batman, just you know, because they're like my brothers and shit. And I don't. I'm just gonna say them. something right so. now. My opinion of Alan and Mikey changed completely. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Look, yes, yeah. Uh, new low for y'all. Yeah, you know, you have Alan and Mikey forever, but Chicano Batman. Mm-hmm. I know, man, and I, I fucking, I still beat myself up about it. But. Yeah. Oh well. But they they come they come around often. Yeah, like they, they were yeah. in San Antonio, San Antonio shortly thereafter. They had like a, a fucking free show or something. Yeah, sort, right? yeah. I mm-hmm. think you like told me about it. Yeah, I yeah. did. I remember that. Yeah. I was like, I can't make it, but like maybe you I should know. go. <laughs> Dude, they're great. I know. How'd you guys even come across them? Um, it's I think Liz told me about them. And no, I you told me about. Okay, them. I okay, <laughs> I okay. Let me tell you, the I found arbiter a, of fucking music. <laughs> I oh, found we, we share a lot of artists. Yeah, we like listen to this. Yeah, because we have you know we love we think that going to a concert is like a religious experience. For real, okay, like I whenever I go that. to a concert, I feel like le estoy alabando al señor. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just like it, it's, it's honestly the, one of the best feelings. Live music, I I feel like every so often I have to go see a live mm-hmm. band play because it's like transcendental. Yeah, even if it's not somebody known, just like live music, it's like. Everyone's just Going back like to vibing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. The motherfucking vibes. For real. That, that's, <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> it's a fucking so vibe. it was 2016, worst year of my life. And, <laughs> and I listened to Same. Black. Bra- fuck, 2016 yeah. was universally the worst I, year I don't think ever. anybody it, my, had a good 2016. My my shitty 2016 didn't end, end until 2017. Same. It bled all the yes. way into that bitch. Yes, mm-hmm. it was just the worst. Yep. It was for reasons I don't even want to name, but we, I, we yeah. know which one. Yeah, Okay. same. So, cheers to that. Mm. So, um, what was I going to say? So, I found out about Black Lipstick. 
Okay. And the lyric that her lipstick's black and she don't smile at all. I was like, bitch. She and and she, <laughs> sent, she sent me that song and she was like, this, listen to this song. And so I was like, are you okay, friend? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it, it's, it's a fucking amazing song. It, 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 no, I they, really they, love yeah, it. Yeah, and from there, like, it just kind of, well, I kind of like, just started listening mm-hmm. to it. And, and was it what, I actually saw them in 2016. No, 2017. I'm lying. She but, got me a shirt. That's how real it is. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking awesome. I came across them in a weird way because uh, one of my cousins, he's like a content creator or whatever, the intro to Black Lipstick was the intro to a lot of, I think his, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, if you ever watch this or listen to this, but he has this internet-based show called Leaders Create Leaders, right? Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, the first season, the intro to it is like the first bit of uh, black lipstick, right? Dude, that's crazy. So then I heard, I, I always heard it, and I was like, what is that? So then I actually heard the whole song, and I was like, this is crazy. And then I heard the story of how he found out about mm-hmm. them. So my other cousin, his brother, was in, like, Gobbles, Los Gobbles or whatever, fucking oh. Mexico, mm-hmm. walking down the beach, and there was a bar that was playing something crazy, and he heard it, and it was that song. So he just went in, and he was like, what song is this? And then the guy, the bartender, and everyone in the bar was singing the song. And this is circa, like, fuck i don't know whenever that song originally came out yeah, couple, yeah, yeah. like years ago right uh-huh. and um they were like it's chicano batman and then that's how it like came onto my radar dude isn't it crazy how i named the song that you know that united to yours yeah your story yeah that is pretty crazy that is a synchronicity if i've ever seen what? one For real? yeah and that's the first song that i heard and then you know i just went down the fucking rabbit hole with Damn. them fucking some of them i i Spent a good while just listening to like their music. They're, it's it's beautiful, like um, especially like their free um, freedom is like freedom is free. Yes, yes. I yeah. love that song. Have you seen the video? No, it's the, pretty fucking cool. That that song is like it has like a political statement behind it, right? Yeah, hundred percent. They, they brought it. They brought it out like what twenty was it twenty sixteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 20, I believe so. Yeah, like whenever if I'm not mistaken. Whenever you know who that, I think I, that I think that whole like album, to, like that song, run. Oh, oh yes. man! I it think just my favorite me. song is "Angel Child." I don't know if I remember that one. Yeah, but I will take a listen. We'll listen to it. Yeah, yeah it's sure. but it's great. the same I album, right? Yeah, it's, it's the same, same album? album. Yeah, because it's like you play the the title track. Is the title tr- the first track? The title track? I don't know, but like it just plays through so smoothly. Oh my god! Everybody, it's fucking great. Yeah. yeah, everybody should listen to them for real. And I feel like it's a a, a missing part of like that scene that had like no representation for like mm-hmm. Latinos or whatever yes, you want to call it that. Honestly, like their sound is so like, I don't know. I uh, fucking love oh, the like, organ that like, they throw um, down on like all the Cycles of existential rhyme. Dude, that's oh. my mother fucking number mm. one gem. I feel like, like that's the song I play every time I like go home after partying. Like that's Are you serious? Song. Yes, dude. <laughs> dude, yeah. Like nah, I f- 100% agree. Yeah. <laughs> It's it, it just has such no, a fucking No, I do not drive better. I, I saw <laughs> when I take your Ubers, you know. When I saw them in San Antonio, I swear to God, like it, it started off like super chill, you know, everything, and then they started playing like you know the more like cumbia kind of. Dude, it was like a party, like a wedding, like it got so like nice and lit. I was just like, oh my god, like I belong here for once. I felt like I belong there. Yeah, and that's why I really like them too mm. because like they do give you that kind of familiarity that. For sure. You know, I mean, like they have some sounds that like are in the song that maybe uh, this, maybe it's maybe just me, but like remind me of like 
the old shit that my parents would listen to, like at family yeah. gatherings and shit. You know what I mean? But like in in a different way, but that same right. like yeah, is it familiarity of it? You uh, know, yeah, yeah for sure. I I try to find songs like that. I I have a I, I'm starting a playlist. It's private right now on Spotify, but okay. it's called Canciones de Mi Papá y de Mi Mamá. Oh, <laughs> that's so. Cute. And I have all these songs, you know, from like old. But then I'll I'll go on, and that's why I love Spotify. Um, fuck up with me. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. No, no whatever. I mean, Honestly, I use Google. Play, so your own. Yeah, yeah, Twitch your own, but um. Because I use, be- use YouTube music, but whatever. Yeah, YouTube do is you? pretty good because they have like a lot of variety. They do. They have yeah. a lot of people that like they're not on platforms yet, and you yep. get to find yep. out. I used in high school. I used to use YouTube to like find new music. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I did it. And, it. and I pay for YouTube Red, so it has like their own music app, which and also wow. with that it works with like Google Music. You get it too, but the Google Music app kind of sucks. Yeah. So I just use whatever point is. I'm sorry. Pretty dope are, though. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, but yeah, like I, I, I feel like songs and I just showed this song to Genesis on the car and it was called It's called Adios Adios and it, it really sounds like a song from like what's a, a, a band like you know uh, Pegaso, you know who's Pegaso? Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You know, Grupo Pegaso. And it sounds like them, but it has like the twist and it and it just every time I listen to it I get happy because nostalgia and yeah. It brings you back to a place where you feel good. And I feel like that's the fucking right word for, to describe nostalgia. like cycles of existential. Mm, like there you go. Yeah, you're so right. Super fucking nostalgic. Mm. Like even, I don't know if you've ever seen the video for it. Yes, I'm, of okay, course I've seen right. the video. And I'm like, fuck, this video <laughs> is like, Super serious. Okay. Of course I've seen the motherfucking video. <laughs> the, this shit's serious video is right great, now. Man. Yeah. The video is, even like it's very... It's like a, it's it's a such a bittersweet song. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the video captures that emotion. For like, some reason, great. I'm like so attached to that kind of feeling, like that like whole heartache, bittersweet, looking back. I don't know why. I don't know what the hell happened in my past life that I'm like so attached <laughs> to. <laughs> Word. But yeah, like they they captured that so beautifully and yeah, we love Chicano back. Yeah. I Shout out too. to them. Mm-hmm. That's one of that's one of like my fucking favorite artists. Oh, the shirt I got, Genesis, it, it, it looks like the Mazapan uh, logo. You know, they have a song that says, uh, her skin looks like Mazapan. Yeah. I was just like, I need to get this. Uh, and, I mean, they were a little pricey. Uh, but still, I mean, just having that memory and just like, like I said, like going back to live music, it, it just gives you so much like happiness. And yeah, hope. man. And like it fills sure. you up. I feel bad for people who don't like like live music. I could never. I, I, it's not like I'm gonna marry, but I can never marry somebody who doesn't like to go to shows. Yeah, and who doesn't like to go explore and see, and especially who doesn't like I feel that like, kind of music. I f- and I feel like the people in our generation or within like our same age range, there's like two sections of it: people that are down to go hang out at a place to chill drink and like listen to some live music and you know maybe get a little off of that or and then the other side of it which is just people that just go to fucking get hammered and they don't care like, yeah j- just go to happy hour like that's the regular spot mm-hmm. you know what i mean okay mm-hmm. yeah i i agree um coming back to laredo um and that's something that i kind of miss out of living out of town right is um when i lived out of town i was kind of free I mean, I was still having, you know, having to hustle to pay my bills because yeah, it's expensive living on your own, living especially if you're living in the Austin area. Yeah, yeah. I lived in San Marcos, was still pretty like it was getting expensive. For sure. Either way, um, I but I was still kind of like everybody was like single. Everybody was doing their own thing. Everybody, uh, I mean, there were people in couples, but uh, they weren't 
No estaban como casados. And then I came back home. Like they can still be their own people. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, people people were individuals. They weren't like, oh, that's a couple. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, But when I came back to Laredo, I came back two years ago, that was like on my face. Like, oh, shit, everybody's married. Everybody's Everybody's having kids. Yeah, no, and there's nothing wrong with you being booed up. Like, I I think it's beautiful when you... Eh, when you find somebody that like you can share that with, yeah, I think it's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I hope I have that one day, but it's not necessarily what I'm going after in life. Uh, regardless, like when I came back, he was like, "Stop on your face!" Like, "Oh, you're not married. You're not, um, you know, having kids. Like, oh, you you don't have a boyfriend. You don't have." And I'm just like, "No." And I never felt bad about those things when, until I came back here. And I think the the culture here is divided, like. I'm happy people are finally kind of like rejecting that. Yeah, like it's opening just, up to other yeah, shit, like yeah. there, it, there's nothing bad if you want to be a mom, you want to have kids, family, awesome, good for you. But that's not what I want. Um, I respect it, but like don't try to push those ideas into me. And because I still want to go to concerts, I, I still want to do art, and you can do those things even if you have kids. But it just sounds like it's really hard. Yeah, and for um, sure. yeah, I, w- I would not want to do that. For sure, like um, I, I still I'm, I want to be selfish, and um, right, right, like I and I think being selfish is seen like a, such a such a bad thing. Like oh, it's because like I feel like being like I feel like having that life of like that bohemian lifestyle of like going to shows and like choosing yourself and being single for a long time and like you know. Um, como son las mamás es ella todavía soy señorita she's like <laughs> she's a virgin she's not married she's a virgin I know I feel like there's so Sorry, much mom. like pressures like uh, there's so many pleasures uh, pressures applied to women not like to men as well right because for yeah, like the everyone men everyone has like, gender roles right so. mm-hmm. but I feel like for white people it's just like there is like so much like freedom when it comes to them and I feel like we and it shouldn't be a standard for just like like white people like every person like people of like brown cultures like we should have like the liberty to like do those things you uh, know what i mean yeah like, i mean i feel like everybody should be free to choose their life without having like some sort of you know path they're supposed to follow like have you, you know seen that movie um uh, blah, blah blah with that guy he's like he falls in love the big sick Oh, yeah, that movie's fucking great. And he pretty much tells his, his mom, like, look, mom, like, I'm not going to marry, like, an Indian woman. I'm in love with, like, a white girl. I'm a comedian. Like, I'm choosing this, like, super, like, great alternative movie. lifestyle. Yeah. And I'm sorry that, like, I'm, I'm a disappointment to you as your son. And often, like, oftentimes I feel like the, like, the mm-hmm. way we feel is, like, I'm sorry, mom. Right along you know that what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that, like, like... I'm sorry I don't have... You know, I'm sorry you don't have another, like, exactly. grandson, yeah. daughter. Like, I'm I, sorry I can only... Like, I don't like to, like, make tortillas from scratch and, like, you know... And if you can do that, that's, like, a major plus for anyone out okay, there. Okay, Josh. I, I can't... <laughs> no, but, like, it's cool to have the, both. The, the, thing, I mean. the thing is that cool. you don't yeah. have to It's choose. cool to have both. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can, I can make tortillas, Arina. Boom. And What's up? Hit her up. Okay, I know how to make the money. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, for you though. But like, it's just like it shouldn't feel like that, that, that big of a choose. deal. Right, right, right. No, I know? get it. I get exactly what you're saying, and I feel that one of the things that maybe plays a factor into it is that in maybe white America is a little bit more susceptible to like influence from. I guess now we kind of have like 
predominantly the, the breaking down of like the nuclear family, but that's not so much a thing that we experience because in like Mexican American culture, family is like the fucking main thing. Right. Whereas yeah. opposed to like in this may just be my dumb understanding because I don't have very many white friends. This is just observation. <laughs> but um, yeah, they don't like their parents. Yeah, I'm like just they, kidding. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them do. I'm just kidding. Right, right, right. No, like right, but uh, I feel like maybe the emphasis is more so like capitalist based. Right. Like progress, make money, right. and fucking, right. mm-hmm. you know, like you're 18. Why are you not out of the house yet? Yeah. Where like as here that fucking people live with their parents for like a long time, even mm-hmm. after like they get married and shit. And it's not necessarily something that's looked down upon. No, maybe like in some cases when we're like, oh, dude, what the fuck, right? But I think it, it it just plays so much of of a huge influence, like the 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 culture that our parents brought over and like continue to instill in us and i I mean i don't know i'm like a first generation um mexican-american so my parents were both from mexico Mm -hmm. right so like the same thing with that like they're super like nah dude like your family is the main thing and although like we've had our differences and i feel super hold up i feel like it's popping hardcore i'm sorry (laughs) anyways so like, like and we've had our differences into like one of one of the biggest things, and I don't know if this also affects y'all, but like one of the biggest things was like uh, f- your faith or whatever, and oh. that was always like a fucking huge point. That I carry the Catholic guilt for sure. <laughs> the Catholic guilt—that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, I know. And uh, if I fucking went to like a Catholic private school for like a good portion of me being in elementary, and then like Sunday school and shit, like later on in high school and all that, so whatever. But w- I felt like that was initially one of the things that created like a, a pretty crazy barrier between like myself and my parents specifically with my mom because she's more like religiously inclined than mm-hmm. anything else and like at the end of it like i remember having so many fucking like heated discussions and arguments that i was like doesn't fucking matter like whether or not i go to church like it's not the point like it's all if spaniards would have never been here then we yeah, would have never even fucking had this religion so like like I, I don't know and i i like i like to look at situations within the context of the shit that happens around it so i can't just ignore the past you know what mm-hmm. i mean but my point being is that inherently I feel that the Mexican-American culture is so deeply rooted in both, like, spiritualism and religion, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, fam- familial bonds that gender roles are super, like, outlined Sin, and, yeah. and enforced. Yes. And, and not so much in, in white America because I, f- I guess, like, they're the founders of right. the of the nation and and within that like they they instill i don't know if it's like necessarily like capitalistic um, fucking ideals or what have you but more so like mobility i guess mm-hmm. to where like the american dream and, and it's fucking even it's funny to bring that up because i feel like our culture mexican americans buy hard into the idea of the american dream and it's like yeah. not really well, a thing anymore i almost feel like um that was long-winded, I'm sorry. No, it's mm. cool. I almost feel, and that this is something I'm kind of envious of, and this is something that I've noticed in media. I feel like um, white people just get like a blank slate. You know what I mean? Like they can just be whatever they want to be. They can have whatever identity. They can pursue whatever. But if you have like a Mexican person or like no. a black person or an Asian person, it's like culture, 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 culture. And if you want to pursue anything that's outside of that identity, it's like you're betraying your culture yeah, you're and you're trying to it. like whitewash yourself. And I think mm-hmm. that's like super unfair. You know what I mean? I feel like 
you should just pursue the things that you want to pursue without feeling like you're betraying, you know, your family or your culture or your like. It's just like you need to find meaning with yourself and your purpose within yourself, not like follow this like outlined path that unfortunately has been defined in like, you know, since colon colonization. You know what I mean? For sure, yeah. Like, we need to have freedom to explore what we want to explore. And, like, unfortunately, like, our parents, like, don't have, like, that knowledge to be, like, pues, well, dejar a mi hijo, mi hija, que ten, que, you know, to, like, take the route that they want to take. Like, they don't question beyond whatever has been, like, paid, like, paved yeah. down for them. Yeah, like, beyond the confines of the fucking out coloring lines or whatever exactly. you want to call it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny, like... So one of the previous episodes that we did a while back, I had like the, n I guess now president of like the Tamiyu Philosophical Society. Mm -hmm. I might be saying that wrong. Anyways, uh, and th the topic of the discussion then was universal basic income. And her argument was, I feel like that'll just create more laziness. But then I was like, or it would allow people to like really be able to pursue what they want because their, like, base needs are handled, right? Yeah. And, and I feel like because, again, given my background specifically, my parents went through so much of a struggle that they, the conventional means was, like, better for them and mm -hmm. being able to provide for myself and my brothers that they're like, you have to fucking follow yeah. this shit. I mean, that's what, you know what, what I mean? was available to them, you exactly. know? Exactly. And it, it's just, like, a generational, like, cycle, like... You know, their parents work hard, so you have to work hard. Yeah. And they had to work hard, and then now you have to work hard. And how dare you go against everything yeah, I thought you, Josh? Why, uh, why are you out here fucking talking into a microphone, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what are you wasting your intelligence on? You're no not. It's like Beyonce said, <laughs> my grandbaby, babe, baby's already rich. Uh, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> You gotta start somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, you 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 yeah. got you know. I it all it all, all it takes is somebody to dare to step mm -hmm. out of it. I what what it, I I love like um, motivational quotes, but like weird ones. And there was, <laughs> there, there was one that said that um, they're like, um, you're struggling because you're breaking your family's curses. Oh yeah. And, and I was just like mind blown. Boom. I was like, damn, like. Like maybe maybe I'm not gonna end up being Beyonce, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, you know, like I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna break barriers, and and I see it, and I see it with like my little nieces, and I know I love my brothers, my siblings, and stuff. But they probably hate me because I am quote a bad influence. But I'm like, if I don't dare to do these things for myself, then they're gonna like stay in the same place. My nieces and I just love like hearing them say like. Oh, we want to do these things because you're doing it. Oh, we're like, want to like try this thing because you're trying it. And little things like that. And it, it just takes somebody to like dare to step out. And like I said, I mean, we chose that life. At <laughs> we chose the, the uh, side struggle. But I think it's more fulfilling. I mean, if, we, if I am to ever have kids, I'll be able to like guide them through some, like a different route and not necessarily right. to like. The uh, you know most most common one, and I'm happy with that. I'm happy with like what I have turned out. I'm sorry, mom, but um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like you should have titled the episode that. I'm sorry, mom. Yeah, yeah. for real. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah, but it's true. I mean, it, it's just really hard to like put put yourself out there, and even with this, like with the art, and um, like I like my art, and my mom would be like, okay, that looks like the uh, you know the devil's eye, and I'm, it's it's a an all seeing eye by the way, which it could be, I guess. It could be God's eye. Uh, that's a different 
a podcast we should have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, I'm like, whatever. Like, this is something I'm doing for me. Like, it's not for you. It's not for anybody. It's just for me. And going back to, like, being selfish. And they see you as being selfish. As a woman, though. Yeah, I guess it's you know very what I mean? different. From like <laughs> because like a woman's role is limited. You're a homemaker. Haces de comer y limpias y te quedas calladita, right? Yeah. Y, and that's it. I, I've been told by like my siblings, like, okay, so you need to have kids already. And they don't even tell me like, oh, you need to get married and meet somebody that you care and you want to show. No, they're like, you need <laughs> no, to have dude. kids. Yeah, Pop you them to, out. Andale. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like you need to have kids right now. And I'm like, why? And they're like, because we already had kids. And I'm like, so? Like... And they're like, who's your kids going to play with? I'm like, I don't know. Like, me? <laughs> I, I don't know. But um, it's just, it takes a lot of bravery to sure. to do what you want to do. And it takes, you know, and yeah, a lot of balls. And I mean, and that just brings, gotta have them. That brings me to the next thing I wanted to ask. So, like, how did you, you guys decide to come together to create Homegirl? Ooh. Well, this is like a, an idea mm-hmm. that's like, what is it? Is it coming into fruition now as we speak? Uh, we're trying to. We are. It's uh, been uh, I, since, since like this year, right? We started like yeah. the, the idea on it. So, okay, Liz, you, you expand on it. I feel like you look really excited. Well, I'm happy. Yeah, because we, <laughs> the thing is that, um, me, well, Jen and I have really similar like life paths. We have gone through a lot. And um, it just happened that we never had the time to just give ourselves into stuff that we love and that we did for fun we always had to work we had school um we had shitty exes you um you know like it was always like our life was so polluted and for once we we were in a we were both in a position where like oh yeah like we have all this free time like what the fuck we're gonna do with it like so um i mean yeah like netflix is cool sometimes you know youtube like you can get lost hours and hours for sure you know but I mean, we're like, no, dude, like, we need to, like, we have this, like, innate drive to do something. So, like, let's do it. And we started off saying that we we're going to start a Depop. We, I actually took Genesis pictures at, nice. um, yeah, for her Depop. And she took some of mine, but I, I wasn't feeling good that day. I was going through stuff because it was my birthday. And every time it's my birthday, I go through, like, two weeks of, like, depression because I'm getting old. And, and then I'm okay. <laughs> right, um, right. So I was just not feeling myself, but we she took those we took those pictures and we we said right like we're gonna we're this and I promised myself that this I had some goals and some of them were like you know explore my creative side explore things that I like haven't tried and then that's how we decided that we're gonna have like this little what is it is that a collective what are we <laughs> we're friends <laughs> it's like a duo yeah. a power duo okay. I guess. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we just want we just have like this inspiration board where we just kind of like collect like ideas and like like a vision that we mm-hmm. would see for like homegirls, and we don't know yet what we want to turn that to, mm-hmm. but we just know that like we're homegirls, you yeah. know, and we just like want to be able to like maybe sell things or like go out there and in, 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 in the community and, and do something. Yeah. We haven't refined it yet. Also okay. also okay. also celebrate so it's nebulous. Yes. Yeah, no, also cool. celebrate like female friendship. Because it's really like I don't know many girls that have like good friends. Um I I'm happy I have Genesis here because it's been so hard to make other girl friends. And I do have a few. I mean I'm not gonna say like you know 
I am pretty um, out there with, you know, in the community. So I know a lot of people, but to call somebody my friend and to call a girl my friend is really hard. There's a lot of competition among women. Uh, there's a lot of like bad like vibes among women. A lot of animosity. Ho- yeah, yeah, for sure. Like frenemies kind of deal, and I hate that. And I think that's something that I I will also like to highlight through through like homegirls, just that you know you gotta empower camaraderie. Yeah, yourself. empower yourself. And honestly, I had I hadn't if if I didn't hang out with Genesis and see her like do her art, I probably would never have tried to like paint. And it's it's because in you know and like little things like that she inspired me that way. Sometimes she tells me like, "Oh, dude, like if you, uh, because you're here, like I was able to like you know feel more empowered, like to talk, to say things, to go out there and try things." And it's just like celebrate female friendship more mm-hmm. than anything. I I will say that like um I I have a lot of social anxiety, and this happens every time. Like especially in college, I w- I would go out with this. And um, we would get to the door and I'd be like, I can't do this. Like, it'd be a party and I'd be like, Liz, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I cannot go in. We need to go home. And she'd be like, Genesis. Relax. Go. And I'm like, I can't, dude. I cannot. I can't. I can't. And she'd be like, we're going. We're already here. We're going. And she would make me. I would be like, Liz, tu ve primero. Like, you step in first. She'd be like, no. No. And she would make me be the one that stepped in, like, you know, step foot into the light first. And then I'd be like, hey, you know, like little performance, yeah, like, what's like, up? Boom. Like, even though I'm dying inside and like, yeah, like I hated her at the moment because <laughs> I was like, you know, like I hate this. But she really like does give me like the courage to like just fucking do it, you know, like just go for it. Like, why are you like, don't be scared. You know, I'm here. I'm here to support you. And I feel like that's something that like you can do through friendship, you know, like that's a yeah, system, sure, like sure. where they're that just like, come on, them. bro, like don't pussy out, you know, like that's a little toxic, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> still, like you're just like, fuck, 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 I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. And yeah, like we need more of that kind of energy. Yeah. I, I feel like girls should start seeing each other as allies and not like as competition. Mm-hmm. And um, I, like I said, it's been hard making friends here in Laredo because I feel like girls are not that welcoming and I tried. Like, I'd be like, hey, I like your outfit. Whatever. I'm like, all right, you, you're missing out. I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm that cocky. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that you bring that up because that's true. Like, a lot of uh, women that I know, they'll bring that up. Like, it's mm-hmm. difficult to be friends with, like, another mm-hmm. another girl, another woman, or what have you. And, and I'm always curious why because, like, I, get, I don't know. I don't have a female perspective. So It's, it's just it's, that uh, women are, okay, we are pretty, you know, and uh, that has a lot to do with like the kind of relationships you're gonna get, you know, being. That's fucking crazy. We live in a patriarchal society. Yeah, like, like <laughs> if, if you're if you're good looking, like you haven't made, like uh, I know that once in a while. Really? Yeah, I know that once in a while, like I'm I'm gonna get somebody like to pay for my drinks, to pay for my food, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, I ain't gonna hate on it. I'm gonna take advantage of my privilege, of course. Um, I think it would be a crime if I didn't. Um, either way, like, I mean, that that's me. But if somebody else sees that and they don't get it, of course they're going to get mad. And and I'm not saying because, like, you know, it's about look, but it's just that those those dynamics, you know, like, I think that um, women are always pinned against each other. Like, who's better? Who, like, is hotter? Who, like, there's always a competition among women. And um, even if you want to be the most, like, 
oh yeah, I'm so open minded and like you know I love women, but then like you go talk to them and they're not like open, they're not right, welcoming right, and right. stuff like that. It's just like, or I mean, just it, it that's just a flaw in general. People can be really shitty. Yeah, that's true. And I yeah, feel like men, both and, w- men and, and women. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, a lot of scumbags out there. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> that's another podcast as well. I'm just kidding. Nah, let's get into that shit. Yeah, no, no, I mean not into that, but like whatever. But no, but there is a lot of like. People here that like will pretend to be your friend, and, but they're out there to see what they can get out of True. you. They can get out of you, and or they can use you. Uh, what can? How can they use you in some way? And but that's just the whole dynamic here in Dorado. Like who you know is who you, how you are, like who you are, whatever. And um, yeah, I don't. I I try, I try to make like friends, and it's being hard. And that's just me, and I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty friendly. I'm pretty like hey like approachable. Yeah, yeah. I like sure. to talk to anybody, and I don't know when it comes to women, it just hasn't happened. But but if I go to talk to a guy, because yeah, like yeah, easy. Course, <laughs> yeah, yeah they're welcoming, and I feel like guys are more welcoming here than girls are. And I'm just like, why, why aren't we like all being friends? Why aren't we collaborating? Why are we, question. yeah, like, why are we like separating each other and not like working together to like empower each other? No, instead, we're everybody's kind of doing their own thing and they're really like jealous about it. Like, not jealous, possessive, um, territorial, yeah. territorial. Yeah, like they're really just like, got hoes pissing on shit everywhere. Yeah, like, I'm like, <laughs> this is my territory. <laughs> no, it, it, it is. It, <laughs> that, was, that was a dog joke. Yeah, right. it, it is. It true is though, disappointing. True. Like you, there's. You know, I feel like we are kind of like survival of the fittest, doggy dog world. Going back to the dog joke, but like, it's just like, dude, we're all in this together. You know, mm-hmm. and if we have similar interests, if you look like a cool chick and I'm a cool chick, like, let's just be friends because it's freaking hard to like survive every day and like. We all try to be like we, we we provide this like weird intimacy online, right? Where we like share tweets and like Last IG photos and, and exactly shit. like oh my god, wife w- me right now. Which or, I, I fucking just want to say this as a dude, don't say Yas King, right? <laughs> don't do it, please. But you, yeah, we have you, all this. Unless like, you're doing it ironically, you you wouldn't like somebody to be like yes, queen, Ken on your on your picture. Honestly, ironically, yes, exactly. Like with little crown an, emojis. Like in an like if Mikey were to do it or something, I know that with we're being fucking sign. ironic to each other. Yeah. So like, but like if you're out here being serious, like yeah, man, come on. <laughs> yeah. Relax. Well, yeah, it's just like that's also just me, and I'm an asshole, so I'll say that. So it's fine. There's like this support system, say one like of you know that exists like online, right? And then you go out there in like actual like IRL, right? In real uh, life, yeah, I'm being annoying. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like oh shit, you know, like it's it's just so awkward it's and so weird. Social anxiety as fuck. It yeah. is, yeah. and it's just like, dude, let's just fucking like let's just connect, let's like do something, let's collaborate, let's be friends, let's have a, like a genuine conversation. But it's like. It's it just feels so. It's hard awkward. to get past that fucking precipice. Like, it's just yeah. Like I mean, I feel like everybody has their own little like internet persona, and I mean that's just what you put out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I have an internet persona. Neither do I, because my IG is like dead. Wait, like, do you, do you yeah. think I have an, an internet persona? Not, I mean, and I don't think it's no. too far off from who you really okay, are. Cool. Honestly, yeah, because so. I know. Uh, yeah, because I know you enough to be like, oh, that that's Jen. Okay, uh, cool. Because I I should post a lot and just like share like self care shit. But I do believe in self care. Like that is oh, prime. for sure. 
And I have Jordan Peterson's book in my closet. But I have it. You do? Yeah, it, I have a lot it's, of books. I don't know how I feel about him. Jordan Peele? Jordan, Jordan Peterson, Peterson, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Peele is hilarious. I was about to director. say, he has a book? Yeah. I, I follow this know. like Sigmund, Sigmund Freud, like <laughs> dank memes. <laughs> page and they always shit on jordan peterson why okay so how do you okay they, let's they get into that kind of like relate him to like insults mm, i guess i don't know like they what, shit what on him you, so much you don't want to read that and book, they Josh. pit um zizek you know who zizek is right no zizek is like this like um capitalism like he's okay, just like okay. this like he philosoph- sounds like that he sounds he, like that he, he literally sounds like that yeah. he, and he, he's like he always like he's always like fixing his shirt he's like capitalism I know him because my ex was obsessed with him. Of course. Uh, Slavok Cizek. And they literally had like philosopher versus philosopher. And it was Jordan Peterson versus Zizek. And Zizek just like shit on him. Um, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I fuck okay, with okay. I mean, hey. he did have like his recent whole thing that happened. Super awkward. Is it okay to go to the restroom? Yes, it is. Okay. It's gonna like once you walk out, not the door directly in front of you, the one right after. All right, don't talk shit about me. Just kidding. I just say I just said that like yeah. you know I appreciate you as a friend, and you're like don't talk shit about me. I know, right? I love you, Liz. <laughs> Damn it! I, I know talk we're in radio, so- but I'm not anxiety. like that. <laughs> what about you, Liz? Do you feel like you have any form of like social anxiety type stuff? I used to. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Did you go to United Side Middle School? Yes. All right. I went to United South Middle School. Okay. And I was in the ESO program. Okay. And for a long time, I didn't like you. Really? Yeah. Cool. Except, I mean, and it, it wasn't you. I'll it, say this, though. That's a lot of people. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. But um, at the time, I didn't know English at all. So I was learning English. And I remember I said something, and there was a group. And they made fun of me, and I remember I saw you. And I mean, your face is really like unique. Like, okay, <laughs> I don't know. I, you don't look like anybody like that. Like, will get lost in the crowd, and that's okay. a good thing. That's a really good thing. Well, thank you for sure. So for a long time, I was like, I, <laughs> I don't like that guy because he was in the group, and I, I feel like out of all the people there, like you were the only one that stood up. And you probably don't remember, but I had so much like anxiety to like speak in English and like say things because of my accent and because people would make fun of me. So a big part of high school, I wouldn't like talk. You were very quiet. Yeah. Okay, I I definitely remember that. Yeah, and it it was because like I I was scared of people making fun of me, and then when was it? Yeah, because I would talk and people wouldn't think I was smart because of my accent. And I never, res- I mean, I used to resent that, but now I'm over it. I'm like, whatever. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Like I said, you're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to get to know me, it's on you. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. And for all, like I said, but, but, and then, I mean, I got to know you in Europe. I'm like, you know what? He's actually pretty cool. Like, I, I need to get over it. And that's something I always work on, like, get over little grudges. I don't like to hold grudges on people. Um, but obviously, I'm not going to stay somewhere where I'm not being respected. For sure. Um, but yeah, I like to get over it. And I got to know you, and I'm like, oh, he's cool. But yeah, for a long time, because I couldn't speak English. Uh, what? I mean, I could speak English, but I had my accent. Of course. People. We like, all do, by the way, people in Laredo. We they, all have a do. fucking accent. And you know what? When I moved out of Laredo and I moved to uh, San Marcos for, for college to Texas State, right. I that's when I my anxiety like literally skyrocketed. vanished. Oh, oh it, it didn't skyrocket. It no, 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 no. You know what? Because like I will, you know, I was like, okay, 
I'm in this whole new place. And they, like, I didn't have my family. I only knew Genesis. And, um, but she had, you know, she was with her ex. So, like, she was pretty much, like, out of the picture for a while. So she I was, was like, out of commission. Yeah, yeah. She was, and you know I mean, no shame. It, it, yeah. yeah so and I, I did the same when I had a boyfriend. People grow and learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, if I don't put myself out there and if I don't, like, start making connections, and if, like, I'm going to be by myself. And these four years are going to be fucking miserable. So I pretty much started putting myself out there. And I started making friends and I started making connections and I started, like, you know, going out and having fun and meeting people. And I met really, really amazing people out, out there. And I think that had I been anxious, like, had I been, had I been carrying that insecurity of, like, oh, you have an accent probably wouldn't met anybody i probably would have like gone to school graduated come back and i've been like showed up yeah and it's just not in me like it has never been in me and when i i grew up in mexico i went to school up into fifth grade over there in mexico and i was like always like getting in trouble because i would always be talking i would always be like having my little group of friends and things like that and it just i mean you just got to be brave. You just you cannot, like, as much as so, social anxiety, it's, like, it, it weighs heavy because I sometimes get it. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and that's okay. Um, but, it, I mean, if you don't work on it, <laughs> shh, callate. No, she totally missed the cup. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, really. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's cool, dude. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, this is kind of strong. That was, like, such a slow motion, like, drop. Miss. <laughs> That was hilarious. But, <laughs> but yeah, like social anxiety is something that I do have. Something, but I work. I'm a health educator, right? And I work teaching people, talking to people all day. So if I have social anxiety, I won't be able to perform my job. Right. So that's something that like I work on. And um, by working on, I mean like I I watch videos on like public speaking. I watch videos on like you know how to like fix the tone of your voice, how to, like, project, things like that. So, I mean, social anxiety is pretty normal. Anxiety is the most common, like, mental health problem right. in the U.S. And um, everybody has it. So, like, if everybody has it, like, then why are you worrying? You I, I will say this. Um, Great, you're back. When I present, I give TED Talks, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, for I, I, real, though. Like, when, like... I watch TED Talks because I've noticed that people that, like, go around and they're, like, you know, they, like, make eye contact with the audience and right, they, like, right. kind of, like, um, I don't know, I feel like they suck in the air of the people that are breathing in the room. And then they're, like, precise, like, eye contact. You make an impact. And every time I present, I have... I hope my employers are not watching this. But, like, <laughs> every time I present, I literally, I just, like, try to, like connect with the person that's like making like the softest eyes and I'm just like yeah I'm talking to you you know and it literally feels like I'm on Broadway like because I feel like I just don't have that personality that's very like hey what's up how's yeah, it going you know pretty hard yeah. to and like so every time I go and like talk to people I literally feel like I have to give like an amazing performance because if like people or just, like, at a baseline. Like, they're, when they're, like, out and about, when they're, like, about to listen to a person, I feel like people just don't like listening to people. They're just like, oh, my God, what kind of BS are they going to tell It's me? hard. It, yeah, you know? it's So hard. you really have to, like, I try to, I try so hard to make people feel like they're not wasting their time when they're listening to me. And it could be because my mom always told me, ya callate when I was little. <laughs> <laughs> it could be trauma that, like, I just feel like I have to try super hard to, like, be engaging. 
but that's like a way for me to like resolve my anxiety and also super weird i'm getting hardcore deja vu right now real shit yeah I just, really? had, shit. I just had that experience earlier at work and i was like this is fucking that's weird. super weird yeah, yeah. It is the new moon guy yeah i'm getting like hardcore deja vu that's super moon when but you, when mm-hmm. I i'm happy oh, you know like i like it yeah I don't, what I wanted to ask you is, like, what do you feel that, like, your social anxiety stems from? Um, I feel like uh, when I was little, like, like I told you, like, I would I would ri- I would um, ride public transport a lot right. with my mom. And when I was little, I would just talk to strangers a lot. And I would disclose things about my family. Like, I'd be like, ¿Conoces a mi papá? Mi papá trabaja con un señor. Like, I would just, like, go up to people <laughs> and just, like, talk to them. No filter. Just and exactly. Like, that's just, that's, I think, like, you know how we all have, like, our inner child or whatever? Right, right. Like, that's me. Like, raw. Like, I just love to, like, talk to people and I just like to, like, see what, like, um, I just like to investigate and see what they're about. So, like, I mm-hmm. share a little bit of myself so that I can get a little bit of them. Right. But my mom told me, like, no, no debes hacer eso. Like, you, no, no, you shouldn't disclose too much. You know, we have our family secrets and, like, you need to be more conservative <laughs> and, like, literally, like... that That's a whole family, like, that's a, like, Hispanic... Exactly. Yeah. Like, general, I remember yeah. one yeah, time in sure. second grade, I took, um, I showed my favorite teacher family pictures and in one of them, my dad was not wearing a shirt and my mom was like, you did what? You know, like, and... <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I realized, like, you need to edit yourself. You need to make yourself not visible. You need to make yourself like more anonymous. It's bad to like stand out. Um, and I just started like adopting like that that track of thinking. And it really like I think around like once I entered middle school, once I entered like the weird years, I was just like, you know what, Jen? Like people are judging you, and you're weird, and you need to just like try to like not be seen you know and i think that 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 kind of pervasive thinking like dominated my thought process for a long time it's not not until now like in my mid-20s and i'm just like who cares Mm -hmm. you know like you are who you are like no matter what you do because you have social anxiety you're always going to be fucking awkward and you're gonna like stand out in some type of way and so like might as well like embrace it than to like try to conform to something that you don't like you you don't conform to yeah. to begin with. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. So yeah. I just I try to work with my social anxiety instead of like being mad at it. You I mean you have to acknowledge it is there, but I mean if you give it power, then it's gonna overpower you. Yeah. Like, you have to reclaim yourself. Like there is a part of you that it has things to offer and that's valuable. Mm-hmm. And your social anxiety is telling you like Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, you're not worth it. Like, they don't care. Like, literally, because I, I still get it. Like, sometimes I'll, I'll do presentation, I feel that way. Like, nobody cares. But then I'm like, no, I mean, I have something to share, and you better listen. <laughs> you better fucking listen. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's really important that, like, you do that. Because imagine if you bottle up all those things you want to say, or, like, all those things that you wanted to do and you don't do because, like, you're scared. Like, what, how are you going to end up? I feel like you become way weirder. <laughs> like, you're just <laughs> not, odd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, but, like, not cool. cool. It'll come to you. Know? you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'll come to, come to me. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, Is no, that no. how, like, school shooters feel? No, <laughs> stop, Liz. <laughs> I, I say what I said. Also, <laughs> I, I want to shout out Jess. Um, Jessica Rodriguez. Hi, Jess. She's my little brother. She's an angel. 
his girlfriend, and she says that she listens to your podcast and that she's oh, like super cool. happy that we're here. So dope. Yay. What's up, Jess? Yeah, Thank she's she's listening. the best. She's I love. She's her. a photographer. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. And she takes dope ass pictures. So if y'all ever want to, you know, Look do a little, up. yeah, exactly. Hook, yeah. Yeah. Look her up. Yeah, exactly. Holler. It's exactly. called Jess and Focus. Uh-huh. Whoa, what? Jess and Focus? In Focus. In Focus. Jess in Focus. In. You know, we don't have a lot of, like, female photographers, so we need to, like, embrace them. Yeah. The, yeah. There's a co- Actually, uh, not necessarily true. Well, I don't know. Cause There's <laughs> a few, but I feel like they're not, like... Prominent? Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because mm-hmm. I, I worked with a couple before well, during my employment with... Digital Republic. Yeah. So. But she's on the come up. She's like the main photographer for the University Star. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So she's, she's out there. She's out there making moves. She, I she, think it's what it's called. University Star, is it? Yeah. 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 She she recently took my pictures um for my birthday. Um I tried to um I tried to take pictures. When I when I turned twenty five, I turned pictures. When I turned twenty seven, I took pictures. When I took turned twenty nine, I'm gonna take pictures again. Just every two years. Yeah, the odds because you know, I'm odd. Um Anyways, so she took my pictures. Honestly, I was shook. Like, her yeah. work is so good. I was like, what the hell? We got to recognize local talent. I yeah. think this is what the podcast is about. Yeah, it's that's about true. That's talent. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so if you ever want, you should, like, you ever want to work with a good photographer. And she's so sweet. Like, she'll make you feel like, you know. A star. She, she'll yell. Yes, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 100 emojis. She'll empower you, Josh. That's so. dope. I mean, for sure, cool, for sure. I fucking hate. Oh yeah, Josh. Pictures. I What's feel up? like you've been focusing a lot on us. So well, I mean, that's the point. I of this, know, so. but I feel like there needs to be some focus on you. Well, okay. So, um, flip the table. There was. Uh, I, I want to show you something. I put it on my close friends post because it's kind of like controversial. Okay. Um, but it's a meme I've saved, okay, and I think you will enjoy it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. This Can you describe the meme that I'm showing so to you? There, I'll put. I'll show it to everybody. There's a an ornament <laughs> of Jeffrey Epstein that says, "This ornament did not hang itself." And I actually, <laughs> one of my homies sent this to me too. So nice. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. Ah, uh, dude, it's funny that you bring that up because I was just listening to like this. Uh, I, don't oh, wow. I guess it's a podcast. I don't know. It's something on YouTube called Blaze TV, and they have like an expose, uh-huh. like an in depth, like follow the money the origin story of this dude and shit and it was pretty interesting he's a fucking weirdo it's fucking but like not the cool kind no he's not like sinister right like like do you think that he gained so much prominence because he would kind of like blackmail like powerful people probably yeah and and the uh the expose that i listened to so they they literally start like with where how he came to be like because he was poor no i don't know about he didn't come he didn't come from like yeah, he, yeah, he didn't. Means. No, 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 he didn't. But he was a college dropout. Uh-huh. He, after he dropped out of college, he was a teacher for math and science at one of the most prominent and schools in And he felt like York. a cool guy there. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the students from with that um, he taught or whatever, even then they were he like. He would hang out with them and party. Yes. And they were like. Weird. But he was like. Because he was. Inappropriate relationships. He was a dork. You know, I feel like some. Okay, I'm being like a mean girl, <laughs> but like <laughs> he was a dork. But I feel like sometimes people like really do get traumatized in high school if they're like not cool. They're like in their later years, they like get stuck in that mind frame that they like are obsessed with becoming cool. the cool person, right. even in their later years. And I feel like Jeffrey Epstein was. I don't like, know, man. He was a fucking sinister dude. 
hundred percent like master manipulator. Some people think he was even a part of some like foreign intelligence agencies. But oh. like yeah, yeah, like an asset and shit. And That's and, ugly. and it's fucking crazy because so he, he doesn't have like a, a formal education, no uh degree of any sorts. He works as a teacher in one of the most prominent like private schools in New York where like the offspring of like billionaires. Yeah, the creme de la creme. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they fucking go to this school. And then they realize he's kind of sh- a shitty teacher. So then he stops being a teacher and in turn becomes a tutor with like one on one. And he's still not good at it. And then uh, he meets the daughter of this one dude that uh, is. What's her face? No, not Ghislaine Maxwell. This okay. is before that. He, he meets the daughter of this one of the main dudes behind the Bear Financial Corporation. Okay. And he starts making money off of that. And he immediately leaves that uh, company after a year. And, like, people are like, dude, you're fucking killing it. Why are you leaving? Right. So long story short is that, like, he, at least the way that this guy was going in depth into it, and, and it's, it's on Blaze TV if you guys want to look into it. It's, it's a fucking, it's a pretty nice series. But um, so he used the access that he had to money to gain, like, powerful friends. And in turn, like, that's. I just think it's like super weird. It's fucking Especially weird. Especially with like, like the Clintons. Dude, how how you know? deep do you know like from this? Well, I look, I am a celebrity gossip fanatic. Okay. That is like one of my passions. Okay. Right, right. Like if I weren't a normal human being and if I had if I had the opportunity, I would I would be like a journalist, but like for celebrity culture. Super right. trash. <laughs> right. But I freaking <laughs> love you'll, it. You'll be like a um, Pop star, or what's it called? Fucking the, the, TMZ that magazine. Yes, dude. Yeah, like, I, I, I think it's fascinating to like investigate like famous people because I feel like they d- they live in like a different yeah. reality. They live in a fucking pretend world. You know? And they, they have such an influence on like exactly culture they shame and people. Us so yeah, much. for sure. But um, I follow this page on Facebook and it's called Juicy Scoop. And there's this lady. She's a comedian. She has a podcast. Heather McDonald. And so I'm part of like the Facebook group, right? It's a private page. Okay. And I love it because it's just like normal people that are like as chismosa as I am, and they just, like, investigate shit. So with the whole Jeffrey Epstein shit, it was not getting as much attention as it should have been. No. It still like, isn't. in the news. For a reason. It still isn't. Have you noticed For that? a reason. And I was just like, what the okay, fuck? Do you, I don't know if y'all knew this, but back in 2007, 2008, he was charged and yes. guilty for, like, yes, fucking... Yes, and, and, and they only gave him, like, what, like, two months or something? a sex he, offender. No. Yeah, for 18 months at a, like, uh, prison mm-hmm. to where, essentially, he had 12 hours of freedom... And he would just go back yeah. and sleep there. And I remember that, like, whenever he got caught, he was, tr- he was like, he, he wanted, like, a plea deal or something where, like, he would just yes. be, like, uh, he would just have surve- surveillance. Mm-hmm. Like, he could do, like, he could go on, this on was, and off. This with is, like, the, the details of that deal. Yeah. So uh, they charged him with what fucking prostitution or soliciting sex from a minor, uh, sexual co- misconduct with a minor, mm-hmm. all this other shit. He's a registered sex offender. Right. Mm-hmm. And when they charged him, they gave him this sweetheart deal that one, I think the attorney general now, I don't fucking know his name, yes. was on the case at and the time. And there was a lot of criticism about that. Yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah, I've, yeah. And they fucking, along with the plea deal where he was able to, you know, be essentially not in jail, right. only go there to sleep. And even at that, like, it was a fucking pimp-ass jail, a jail cell. He, um, his co- co-conspirators... Well, he was like, I'm, I want to keep them off of the record or whatever. So they granted him that as well. His co-conspirators were not going to get charged. And the, some of the names that were being brought up at the time were like fucking Prince Andrew. Bill Clinton. Uh, Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. and there's Donald this, Trump. Uh, 
and that's an interesting one. Donald Trump kept like distancing himself. He did yeah. say something about like you know he likes little girls. Like I think he made like a statement about it. Like you know how he likes young women. And he kicked them out of Marlago. Exactly. Yes. Right then but then, it's like, like, didn't you? I don't know if you saw this, but like in the I follow the Daily Mail, super trash. No. But no, they no. said something about like how Donald Trump was having like orgies in Russia. Well, like Miss Universe was going on, so it's obvious, like, like that they were all they were taking planes or something. Yeah, they, so he has a private to like an jet. island. Yeah, to this island that's on the uh, Virgin Islands, uh-huh. the U.S. Virgin Islands, and it's called uh, Little Saint James Island. And the people in that area, the locals, would call it Pedophile Island. Yes. Now, dude, there's this YouTube channel of, I can't remember the name, but he has like drone footage of right after he got arrested. Um, literally, like weeks of diff- of him just sending his drone and like going around the island, mm-hmm. and there's like this weird temple at the top of a hill type of thing. Aye. And uh, on one of the fucking videos, and again, this is a small island, probably the size of a subdivision or so. Uh, so I mean, it's a fucking mm-hmm. island, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I watched one of the videos and it was so fucking creepy. Like the groundskeepers were still there, just doing their thing and chilling before the FBI raid happened. And on one of the fucking videos, there was a random ass ambulance on the island parked. And so the, you guys need to watch this shit. And I've, I've talked about it on different episodes before. And there's links there. I'll repost them for this one. But anyways, so there's like this section of the island where um, I guess it's like mostly maintenance stuff. And they have like a huge garage type of thing with like maybe five different doors. And then off to the side, there's like big vent looking things like as if they're venting something from underground right on top of that there's like a little hill and there's just an ambulance there like just the fucking ambulance is parked there there's no fucking hospital on this island like how so did what the hell's going on i don't fucking know the, like, i mean i'm was, pretty sure they probably really have like fucking some, eerie like. i mean if like crazy shit is going on down there i'm pretty sure like they're so hurting they're th- doing crazy it's just stuff. ugly it's fucking weird and and like the the fucking speculation on it is that uh, the, at the highest level of speculation is that like not only was it like an international like pedophile ring, but it was also like dedicated towards like fucking ritual sacrifices. Yes, yeah, like I heard about yes. that. Yes, and I've heard dude. about that Me too. Me too. Yes, yes. It's some nasty ass shit, ha- dude. Hollywood, like the elites. Oh have my god, some crazy shit going on. 100%. I am super into. Re- remember that that website you showed me? This lady that would read body language. Yes. How was her name? I don't remember. Well, she showed me this page, and we'll 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 go back to that. Fucking Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of them. But she would read, and she would read the interviews, and there was this interview of this guy. And I'm sorry, because it's been a while. It's been like two years that right, I saw right. it, but it's still in my mind. And he was describing the kind of rituals that they, he was like, yeah, like the elite has this like pedophile rituals. There's like twelve year olds, like ten year olds. And he started crying, and she was describing his body language. She's like, I don't think this man is lying. No, dude. And and like, okay, keep going, keep going. Okay, so, so like, it tied into that. Like, there is a lot of different shit throughout history that has been brought up. Like, there's this, um, the I think it's a documentary that was on the BBC that actually never aired. They decided not to air it, at least not in America. But it's on YouTube, and I think it's called Code of Silence or something like that. But it's about, they started this town in Ohio called Boys Town where they would, like, have a bunch of, uh, fuck, what is it called? 
You don't have parents. Orphans. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. How you don't have parents. Word. Orphans, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> and essentially, sorry. yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. So, like, they would house these kids there and Dude. loan them out to, like, fucking okay. high level, like, I mean, so they're saying that, that they, like these, that. like, charities that are in support of, like, tutors or, like, you know, not, I don't want to say, like, the Big Clinton Brother. Foundation. Exactly. Human trafficking. Yeah. Aren't they a lot doing, of people in Haiti fucking bad. Aren't they doing that, that with, like, the kids are taken away at the border, like, the, the country? Like, they lost, like, I don't know how many kids. A lot of records. A lot of them didn't even have, like, anything listed. Like, they couldn't account for the people that were, for the little, for the, the small children kid. that were missing. Yeah. It's it's scary. Here's a crazy statistic. Yeah, About yeah. 800,000 children go missing every year in the United States alone. It's just ugly. I, I um... For some reason, I don't know if it's like my morbid childhood that we grew up watching, like, like, lo que caían las mujeres or whatever. Yeah. Mujer, casos. Mujer casos de la vida real en lo que caían las mujeres. I saw mujeres. a couple episodes of those. Yeah, they're crazy. Sure. They're but fucking crazy. It is. Ever since, like, I remember one time I was like, maybe like 12 years old, and it was about like these two, it was about children that were like in the street in Mexico and how they would be groomed. And by taken like, to by a like home, an old man, right? And they would like film like porn. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, that's dude! Cool. I was just like, "What the hell am I watching?" But anyway, um, <laughs> I started watching. For some reason, I was on YouTube, and it was about like pedophilia in Hollywood and how a bunch of these like parents would like, you know, willingly let their children be like taken over by their managers, and the managers were like sick Sleazy men, folks. yeah, and they would just take them to mansions, and they would just have like. They would they would drug them. They would give them like a bunch of alcohol and pills, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, "Oh, wear this like thong," and like walk around and like, dude, if okay. you make out with this person, like you will land this role. And I was just like, so "Dude, that's crazy." Do you remember like in 2016 during the election and everything when the DNC email leaks happened? Yes. Okay, so amongst those emails, besides the fucking smoking gun of why the Democrats lost and why they're probably going to lose again, so disappointing. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is fucking retarded. But anyways. There's emails from Anthony Podesta to I forgot who. And within those emails, there's like a bunch of weird code words in ref- mm. in reference to like kids. Oh, idios. And then there's like, that's where the, uh, do you guys remember Pizzagate? That whole thing? Did you ever hear about no. that? No. So there is this thing where within those emails, they actually named a specific um, Washington, D.C. pizza parlor that a lot of like influential uh, politicians would go to. And it had some, like, code words about that people that have analyzed these fucking emails are, like, they're 100% talking about kids, right? And so this whole thing happened where Alex Jones was talking about that and more so the emails and the content rather than, like, you know, speculation or whatever. And it's all just factual information. Like, you can probably look them up online and find them and read word per word, like, what the fuck the emails are. And so that pizza parlor... Like a week or so after all of this happens, some armed dude pulls up and he's like, where the fuck are the children? Like, whatever, right? And then they blame Alex Jones and then the whole gay frog thing gets created after that. And so, and then everyone like writes off Pizzagate. But here are some of the facts. A, one of the, uh, uh, I don't know what city it's from, but a, a local reporter from like a Fox division there kind of did an expose on that. But only presented the factual information, like the shit that was actually in the emails. And then he was like, look at the logo for this pizza parlor. And it's like the universally accepted sign or symbol that pedophiles use. Oh, what is right? that? Uh, I forgot. Let me see if I can look it up. I'll show it to you. 
when I just don't understand the fixation with like power and pedophilia that are being like tied together. Like, what is the relationship there? You know, like you're taking over like the innocence of like children. I mean, pedophilia. It's disgusting. That triangle. Really? Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, and so that that was in the logo. Some of the the owners, yeah. The owners of that logo are like related to the Koch brothers and shit, which are like a huge the K O C H. Yeah, and, and the, they have a lot of power, and they donate. Yes. They're, they're like lobbyists, right? Yes, they are. Oh, so it, it's weird. Like it, it's a whole weird thing. Anyways, that guy lost his fucking job. He disappeared off of social media for a while, and I, I'm not sure if he's back on yet. Dude, that's ugly. That's the ugly aspect of like journalism. Yep. Yep. Like, you try to, like, you know, kind of, like, serve the, the public, and, and there's just, like, so many people, like, that much more powerful than you, yeah. and they, they just, like, censor the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. That's what ends up happening. I, I was... Uh, that even happened here, dude. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It definitely was, happened uh, here. I was listening to that podcast you had about Watergate. The, the oh, one where you had Alec. Yeah. And how he, he mentioned how, like... That he, one's a good one. I want to yeah, have back on. I like that one. Yeah. He's our friend. <laughs> nice. What up, Alec? Yeah. Yeah. He's cool. He's cool. But, um, yeah, and how he, he was mentioning how at one point somebody said, like, oh, like, um, the, this, this, it was like a landlord and he, this guy, he, his renter, whatever, and that he was, like, saying something about, you know, no, don't, don't raise up the water prices because, you know, I, I'm going to pay more. And then his landlord came up and he's like, no, like, raise them up because blah, 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 blah. And they gave the landlord, like, the... Yeah, like they, yeah, they were you know, like, yeah, they, they fuck were it, like, let's write the policy. Yeah, yeah, let's write the policy because, like, at the end of the day, we want to serve the people that have the money who can benefit the government, like, yeah. benefit the council, whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? That's but some fucking crazy real it, shit. It, like, like, so, government for the people, where? <laughs> like, for the people, where? It, what it's people? A, it's an illusion. It's a fucking illusion. It really is. It really and is. unfortunately, it's you know, we live in an oligarchy controlled by paid interests, so. It's just like under the guise of democracy. It is shit. disgusting. Yeah. disgusting. I literally wrote my final about that, about the water crisis. Oh. And um, I would love to be a journalist, but there's a lot of danger involved I with like it. I like living. I like being alive. Exactly. So. I was about especially to say in that. this, especially in, like in this town. I feel like the the stakeholders they just have so much. Like they're just very powerful people. And if you were to be like. Yo, like there is like certain families that control the city, and like this is a wa- this is reason why there's a part of town f- that is suppressed, that and another part of town that it, it that like it keeps flourishing. thriving. Yeah. It's like you won't have shit. And also, I feel like it's obscure enough for them to be like, yeah, they just handle it exactly. Because it's mm. and it's just it's sure. sad. Like it's sad because it's it's created a culture of apathy. Like así son las cosas y así van a ser. Like that's just the way it is, and that's just the way it's gonna be. But it's like if you want to be someone that kind of exposes or like if you want to be someone that's a revolutionary or you want to be someone that calls shit out, you're ostracized rather than celebrated. You're threatened rather than elevated. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's it's really yeah. sad. It's really sad that like we're supposed to be like First Amendment, freedom of speech and all this shit. But it's really like an illusion. Yeah. It, like yeah. it exists within the confines of like what the establishment if it wants d- to Yeah, talk exactly. About. If you're threatening the establishment, it's like you need to shut up. And that's why the Democrats will lose the re- election. No. Again. 
It just, it's sad. It's really sad. It's, it's pretty sad. It's like, disheartening. Like, Alec, he just deactivated his Facebook, and I messaged him. I was like, are you okay? Are you still alive, guy? <laughs> I'm like, Please be alive. I, I saw him at Cultura honest, the night that we were all there. That, so yeah, no, he, no, we hung out with him recently, but I was like, honestly, that was the first thought. Like, he, he, he has a big mouth, eh? And, I mean, I appreciate it, and I think it's really cool that he's out there saying these things, but... A part of me is scared. It's scared of like something might happen to him. A hundred percent. At one point, I w- you don't know. Like- they just killed a dude that was Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> and they f- and that was like some of the highest level shit ever in the history of ever. Mm-hmm. And they just killed him, and now nobody fucking. And cares. it's like no big deal. N- it's exactly. like whatever. Yeah, it's it. like oh, he's a pedophile, so who cares? But now like, Chris Andrews, yeah. Is like, like on the fucking chopping block. They fucking put his ass out of the palace, he, right? They're yeah. Like, he well, he gave an interview with BB, I think to BBC. Yeah. And they they were confident that he was gonna able to able to handle this and shit. He just fucking but he did not. He completely like botched it. Like it just went horrible. Did they pull up the picture? Like, so this isn't you. Well, he was just he was just allegedly. Kinda, yeah, he was just being like, no, no, like in denial, I guess. And they were confident that that would be enough. But people are just like, dude, Look, like man. there's too much evidence pointing to the fact that you're a fucking weirdo. Look, man, there's hard evidence that, you know, prominent figures within the at the helm of where this country goes and other various countries do a lot of weird shit. Have you ever heard of Bohemian Grove? Mm-mm. So this is fucking real, and this is going to sound like it's part of a movie, and it's crazy. Alex fucking Jones, late 90s, early 2000s, he reveals the existence of this secret brotherhood or whatever with like ex-politicians george h bush fucking bill clinton everyone who's anyone weirdos yeah like heads of fucking multinational corporations they get together in the in the woods it's somewhere in like the uh, san francisco area in <sighs> Bo- the, it's called the bohemian grove right and so he gets in there and records this video of them doing like a mock human sacrifice to a giant statue owl that is so weird. That's I fucking believe. real. Oh yeah, have That's you like seen? You can look this video up on YouTube, and it's. Have there. you seen um, when what's her face? Somebody passed away. Okay, someone very powerful. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to say who it was, but Ariana Grande performed, and she oh, was oh, wearing a short ass. Aretha skirt. Franklin. Aretha Franklin. Okay. Yeah. And freaking Bill Clinton was oh. in the back. Like, and he was literally like a fucking hungry ass dog. And he was just like going like this. I like, mean, Ariana look, Grande is hot, man. Dude, but she looks like a 16 year old. That's also true. There, There is, is like, it's weird. Like, like she models herself as, as, as like a child. A child. Mm-hmm. And they and they say that, that, that like people that um have been like molested or sexually, you know, you, like they tend to kind of like stay in that, yeah. in, the, in that time. And it was just super nasty. I mean, I mean, Even the way the preacher treated her. Yeah, how she he was, was like, like he was like her. groping her. Yeah, but I mean, I wait, didn't see all of that. But that's yeah, you ha- there's video. There is, but when you I'm think about it, all, yeah. and a lot of like Hollywood like child stars end up being fucked up yeah. for that same reason. I mean, they're exposed to exposed to like Amanda alive. Bynes, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, like they're exposed to drugs. Uh, what's it called? Um, the Corey. Drew, Drew Barrymore. She was a uh, like a coke at twelve. Dude, I told was still playing with Barbies. I, <laughs> I was. And it's just like crazy. Like like they're literally Jody Foster. Ugh. Dude. Yeah. I recently watched she Taxi Driver. Not, and I was exactly. Like, what? That movie was so inappropriate. I remember I watched it when I was like it's a fucking good edgy. Movie. Yeah. Like 19 or something. I was trying to be cool. I like, and like <laughs> I remember I watched it and I was like, 
little girls as as prostitutes. Like, it was very adult and very... I thought it was a little graphic. I feel like it was... But it was real. Exactly. Like, what the fuck was really going on at the time? Like, that's It was the 70s. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. New York was a different fucking place at that time. And the way he describes it, it's like... Like, he's, like, driving at night, and he's like, New York is grime, and la, 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 la. You know, and he's just, like... Like, he was a weird fellow. He was an odd fellow. Like, he would, like, be, like, super obsessed with, like, working out, and, like, he... and But, yeah, like, it's just weird how, like... I've met dudes that are like that. Ew. Like, they... Like Who? not up front, <laughs> like Spill not the up tea. front, yeah. not up front, Let but like away. definitely get those vibes, like motherfucker, like weird ass vibes, like like not cool weird, yeah. like bad weird, yeah, like. Que onda contigo? Yeah, yeah, it's like all right, man, deflect. For sure, Move for on. sure. It's just like it, it, it's 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 morbid and it's wrong, but in a way, it's fascinating. Did you, you ever know? watch the movie uh, Eyes Wide Shut? I've never watched that. Is that with like Tom Cruise? Yes, Stanley Kubrick. His last movie before he died. Yeah, I have not. With Nicole Kidman? Yes. Yeah, I've not watched that. It used to be on Netflix. It's no longer there. I think you can only like get it on on Amazon Prime. Uh Or like if you fucking buy it, obviously, right? Right. It's a fucking great movie. And a lot of people were like, okay, so there's this like lore behind Stanley Kubrick, right? So the guy directed 2001 Space Odyssey. And he did uh, the other one with The the Shining. But the one with the weird eyelashes? The a Clockwork Orange? Yes. yes. Really? Yeah, he did he that did one. That? Oh, yeah, you're right. That's true. Right. He did. I, I That's like a cult movie. Yeah, I always conflate classic. that with uh, fucking Johnny Depp being the writer guy. I forgot mm-hmm. his name. You know what I'm talking about. Fear and Loathing. Fear and yeah, Loathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I conflate those two. But anyways, so the 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 mythos behind Stanley Kubrick, first of all, a, a ridiculously high IQ, mm-hmm. right? And would just do like weird mathematical equations for fun anyways but um they say that he was the one that actually d- faked the moon landing videos or oh. like footage oh, wow. and he then like hid messages about that and exposed like shit in hollywood in his movies thereafter like so there's this whole documentary about how the shining is him putting like clues of how he faked the moon landing all over the fucking oh, wow. movie and i was like what and it's a it's a really creepy documentary creep me out i don't know and eyes wide shut. Can I tell you the premise of it? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so Tom Cruise, doctor, prominent fucking dude in New York. I know York, it's very sexual. Shit. Yeah, it, it, Nicole Kidman, hot, beautiful. Mm. And um, so he, I'm not going to tell you the whole thing, but he ends up at this party that's invite only. Mm-hmm. And he like essentially sneaks, sneaks in. And walks into, like, this crazy orgy with people just wearing, like, masks. And, like, it's essentially, like, Stanley Kubrick saying, like, this is what goes on in Hollywood. Dude. And so at the end. Because they're all narcissists. Yeah. And and you know what? I don't even want to give away the ending. But that's, like, the premise of it. And it's a whole fucking. It's a mind fuck, dude. Dude. Like, I don't know. Like, not give it, right? Like. But um, Charlie Sheen's ex, she's like a crazy like she's like well Charlie Sheen's What's like a uh, that's another person. Um, Charlie Sheen is a character. Yeah, hundred percent. Apparently, he like um, you know the Corys. There's Corey Feldman and Corey, Corey Helms. Hein, Hein, something like that. Yeah. Well, he like Lost Boys. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Apparent like apparently like he told them like they had sex, 
And Charlie Sheen was like, this is normal. Like, this just, this happens. You know, people just fuck each other. Like, we're celebrities. Like, and so that Corey guy was like, pues es un niño. He's like 13, 14 years old. This Charlie Sheen guy is like 17, 18. But you know that it's like, when it happens to you, you end up repeating what's familiar. So who knows? Maybe Charlie Sheen also got molested. A hundred percent. I don't doubt it. So Corey was like, became enamored by Charlie Sheen. And he was just like, I need to be with you. I need to be with you. And Charlie Sheen's like, I'm not a queer. Like, get the fuck away. Exactly. But anyway, it just it just tells you like the type of mentality that goes on in Hollywood. And then that 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 um, ex wife of his, she's like a drug addict. She has like no control over her kids. Like bien descuidados. And she Denise Richards, not Denise Richards, the other one. Okay, I don't know. She hasn't. He has another one, and they've had like so many like so much controversy. She is notorious for like attending orgies, like Hollywood orgies with people. And it's just like there's a lot of weird shit in Hollywood. It's right? it's weird. Yeah. It is. And it's weird that these people are like kind of shaping our culture and like they're sending S- messages through like media. Do you watch like a uh, stand up comedy or not? Sometimes. Sometimes? Okay. Yeah. Well uh, Dave Chappelle, when he came back. Oh yeah. I think the second pair of specials that he released On Netflix? released, yeah. yeah. The fucking The Bird and Equanimity. I forgot what the rest of the title is. But anyways, the second portion of he's doing like a set in the small uh, comedy club in L.A. And he gets it's it's a little bit less like comedic and more so like a monologue kind of but with like a comedic twist. Right. And uh, so I'm like was super balls deep into Jeffrey Epstein and everything. Right. And then there was, I found this video of a guy that's like, pay attention to what the fuck he's saying. And so he chops up the actual like uh his set or whatever and he says some weird shit because he starts talking about why he left hollywood Mm -hmm. right like yeah and shit like that and at the the closing bit that he has it's like a it's an anecdote from a book that was released in the 40s called uh fuck what the fuck was it called i forgot the name of it but the dude that wrote it was like a legitimate pimp at the time. And his name was Iceberg Slim. And in the, the story that he tells that's from this book, he tells a story of how he got uh, a hoe, right? Mm -hmm. A a late woman of the night that he was fucking working to overcome what she thought were her own mental limits to the fucked up shit she could do by having her think that she accidentally killed someone. Oh, and shit. staging like a mock death. That is so that is right? awful. And so he's saying like that's what he that's what he explains and it's like it's a fucking Because it's, a it's like distorting your sense of fucking reality. Yeah, yeah. It's like Kanye West. Dude. Mm. That's my what the hell is there, going eh? on with him? What the hell is going on with him? Like this whole Kardashian reality he's li- he's living on ever since his mom passed away, he's just like lost his shit like what the hell is he I doing mean, i mean it points of view he was I, I work, artist I, of the decade for me okay uh, <laughs> i, I, no, I work uh, you know still, me, me, mental favorite. health for me is like you know up there i, I work with that for sure stuff and i mean he paid for his mom's surgery you know what i mean that he, weighs on him i mean can you imagine like because you you gave your mom money to go get this shit done 
which was something unnecessary. I think she it was she, a cosmetic she, surgery. Yeah, right? yeah, she got like like a, something in her face and like bo- a boob job, like a boob reduction, which is I mean normal. Okay, like, that's okay. But like at the end of the day, it was cosmetic. Something she didn't know. She didn't have to do. Yeah, and was, she yeah. something she went out of her way to. Go it wasn't get. for health. No, it was not. And can you just imagine like the person that he? I mean, hey, mama. <laughs> Like, That's such a beautiful this, song. A beautiful song, right? Like, this person, like, loved his mom so, so, so much. And then he, like, pretty much paid for her debt. I mean, that that would do something to anybody, I feel like. And, I mean, he just got consumed by the machine of, like, Hollywood and, like, all that fast life. And I yeah. think right now what he's trying to do, which is, like, really, you're, you're trying to make Kim Kardashian, like... I mean, you she know. does stuff, you know, and that's yeah, no, a, but, but what I mean is like, right. you, you, she knew who she was before, like, he got with her. So now he's trying to, like, control the way she dresses and he's trying to, like, be more holistic and be like, oh, God, and all these things. Which, by the way, after you said to listen to his new album, Jesus Skin, that shit is good. Totally. I was, like, mind blown. Anyways, but, but, but just imagine, like, like, the whole pressure of just living there and carrying, like... I don't think you have time to deal with, like, your demons if you're in Hollywood, like, because it's just so fast-paced, and it just moves. So, I, I, a part of me feels bad for him, but a part of me is like, whoa, bitch, you got money to go to therapy. Like, you got money to work on yourself. For me, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like it's been, it's less of, like, him going crazy and more of him just being enlightened in a certain sense. You know mm. what I mean? Okay. Because like, if you pay attention to his music from the beginning, it's always been a fucking conflict within himself and like whatever higher power that he may believe in. Mm-hmm. What was the fucking first track that put him on the map? Jesus Walks. So it doesn't... Him coming... Uh, like culminating, right? Ultimately with this album, it doesn't feel so fucking far-fetched. If you listen to the last two, which are like uh, Kids See Ghost and uh, Yay... Right, that's what it's called. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the the way that it, it it's ending. The last track on Kid See Ghost, which is the last one that he released as like an artist, was uh, fuck. What's it called? The Cuddy Montage. And when it's ending, he's like calling out to God in the fucking lyrics, literally saying like, um, "Shine your light on me, save me," and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. And then like we get leaks of Yandi, and it has like those gospel overtones and because it gets leaked he scraps it and then he comes out with jesus king and i don't feel like it's too much of a leap and i also like a lot of people were trashing him being like oh you're trying to be fucking christian now it's like that's not the point the point is that like if you look because i feel that kanye as a fucking artist a lot of what he goes through is expressed through his music Mm -hmm. right so like you see oh for sure the, the growth of him through the music or at least that's the way i interpret it and i've always felt super connected to him because He's a Gemini? Yes. Yes. I was about to say that. Yes. Gemini. To a certain extent, but also, I don't know, man. Like, I, a lot of, like, his music was always the background to me growing up, too. Can I share something? Yeah, go for it. Um, One of my most vivid, vivid memories as a freshman on, in Pathways, we had, like, Batman and stuff, was fucking Josh walking in with the sunglasses with the lines the on it. <laughs> For sure, do you wear those? I remember. 100%. Yeah. Flashing lights up in the house. Bro, uh, that was my shit. Graduation 100%. up in here. <laughs> Dude, you have no idea. I was on that Honestly, shit so like, hard. Honestly, like, when I think of Kanye, I think of you. So Cool, I think. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, yeah. Yeah. No, and, like, me, it, 
like uh and my brothers and like my cl- some of my cousins and shit which I also consider like my brothers we all grew up together whatever right. like we all share like a deep love for hip hop music in general and so we like we talk about all this shit all the time right mm-hmm. and uh again like I don't feel that it's like him going crazy I feel just more so it's him being able to like find the light cuz ultimately but sorry I didn't interrupt. go for it no no go for it okay but what do you think about him and Jay-Z just kind of, like, not being friends anymore? Because Jay-Z was, like, his mentor. Jay-Z was, like, my Liz. You know, like... I hope we but, never But go you got to understand, though, like, Kanye as an artist, I feel, is stronger than Jay-Z because Jay-Z was a rapper. Kanye came is into... a producer. I produce, I create right. the soundscape, and I also lay the lyrics on it. And I'm not afraid to... Uh, co-conspire with other people mm-hmm. to create the song, right? Like, obviously, he has like a bunch of credits with Kid Cudi, fucking Drake, a whole bunch Do of people. Do you think Liliana. that it really was like the whole Beyonce and Kim thing that like broke their? I, I honestly don't know, and I feel that it, it may play to something to where the evils that he maybe f- saw and took a part of throughout, like, because if you listen to m- my uh, Dark Fantasy, mm-hmm. that one is a fucking masterpiece, but mm-hmm. it's also so like. It's, it's heavy. Like thick it's like, like he's gutted. He's yes. gutted. Like yeah, he's just yeah, exposed yeah. and he's just telling you, like, this is all the shit I've been through and like here's for you to process Th- that it. That is I my favorite listen to the song album. Hell of a Life. Oof. Like, oh, holy shit. I think I just mm-hmm. fell in love with, with a porn star. Boom, Kim. <laughs> yeah. And then like the, the, the closing tracks to it is always like some of my favorite to Made just Made in America through. is like one of my favorite songs. Yeah. The, yeah. That, the whole album is... Yeah. It's so good. It really is. It really is. He really like, did fuck. receive the props. Like, I think it was a Rolling Stones that yeah, said that it was, like, the album of the decade. It was. Yeah, it was. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Just, um, it's amazing. But I feel like, I don't know, man. Everyone, so I've, I've had my own journey, obviously, right? And I've, one of the things that I interpret from what I've lived through is that one way or another, your journey is a spiritual one that will lead you to what you need to find out eventually, whether it's like at the time that you're going to die or if you reach that conclusion within like your now, right? Like for whatever. And I feel like that's what he was going through to where. Okay. I can see that. He's able. Yes. He does say some outlandish shit, (laughs) but also I still understand where he was coming from when he fucking put on the Trump hat and I can see what he was trying to say. As opposed to people just being like, you put it on the fucking Trump hat. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like, that's not the point. The point is that, like, you can step across the aisle because we live in a time so where even if I have different ideals from you, you're going to fuck it. Not it's necessarily. The thing is, like, we as, like, a human race, we are governed by symbols. Right. And even if he's, like, trying to challenge an ideology through, like, wearing that hat, we're just going to see the symbol. Right, right. We're not even, like, we're going to make up our mind and see that red hat, and we're not even going to give him an opportunity to, like, listen to what he's trying to say. When he was saying, like, slavery is a choice, you're like, fuck you, you're wearing that red hat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't necessarily agree with him saying that because I don't know I what he meant by that, honestly. that but he's, like, challenging the ideology of, like, saying, like, you know, like, like there was 400 years that you guys were, like, doing this and when you could have, like, challenged it. You could have, yeah, like, it was, gotten together. It was, like, like, a mass. The, you, you guys were the mass. And, yeah. like, you could have, like, challenged. Risen the, up. You weren't the minority. You were the majority. Right? But I feel like that, yeah. to me, that is, like, an understatement of, like, conditioning. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know? For sure. But I, as much as he is problematic, I understand the thought process. 
that he's trying to like project out there. Right. I just feel like his delivery <laughs> is so impulsive. He, he, yeah. He could that it doesn't yeah. land. You, you definitely well. use some more tact. 100%. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that. But, but I don't know. But if you think about it, I mean, I guess he's just putting out there for people. Like, no, no it's not for everybody. Well, it's just you like know? whenever he said that George Bush was racist, people were like, "The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> was he right?" And then some people were like, "Badass." But like, that's that's what he was saying was mm-hmm. like, "Fuck you!" If you supported me when I said that, and you were like, "Yeah, badass," because you heard some shit that you wanted to hear, and now that I'm still speaking my mind, and it's not what you but agree with, you're with telling your me, yeah. yeah, like you're telling me, "Fuck you!" Like. Nah, dude, you want to cancel me? I like he was, and he said that in the last interview that he had with I don't fuck. I Sway? No, uh, Big Boy, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he was like, I've been canceled before anything when starting with, with Taylor Swift? that whole thing. Pinche <sighs> Taylor Swift. I hate, Swift. I yeah. hate her. She's so annoying. Literally, her whole career. Don't listen to her music. Her She's not whole on my radar, career yeah, no. is based on her having beef with someone. She, she Katy Perry. She plays the victim card so hard. Yeah. We we don't we don't stand. We don't uh, fuck with you. No, I don't, know. I don't, I don't like listen her. to your music and I don't care about you. So whatever. whatever. So JC and uh, Kanye just don't fuck with each other anymore, right? And I think that it had more to do with like the whole thing behind title to where I think it was more so. I, I fuck. I I was a little bit. I ha- I knew what the fuck the thing was behind it, but I think it has something to do with like equity or something in the company in of itself. Okay. And Kanye was like, nah, dude, that's not cool. I'm super Fuck happy, you. though, that it, it, like Jay-Z's on Spotify now, though. Yeah. It's all a But isn't it, isn't like the whole like premise of like Jay-Z and Beyonce, they're like the queens of the Illuminati and like, they're like... Okay, look, let, devil, if you want to get in on that, if you want to get in on that, they definitely do some shit that's like weird. 100%, like What's why are you putting these symbols... Symbol, I don't fucking know, dude. Like they have four, the four, 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 like that. Like I know that Jay Z did like a four it's thing. It's a dope fucking combo. And then like Beyonce did like a four, four, four thing. So I'm yeah. just like, what's the thing with four? I don't know, man. I'm telling you, dude. Like they have four kids. And, the, and, the, and they're in Paris. They have like this weird obsession with Paris. Like they did the N word in Paris, and then they did like the, that whole like their Paris, their yeah. um. What is it like when Jay Z and Beyonce did the their joint album? They, they based it around Paris. I'm not a fan of of Jay Z's more recent work or Beyonce. Just saying. What's the Carters? When the, the Carters, Carters album. Yeah. They, so went to the, they went to the Louvre yeah. and they did everything around like Mona Lisa and like the, the the museum there. So it's like, what what is the obsession with like Europe with Europe Elitist. and Paris and all that kind of stuff? But they're, they're still, elite as fuck. But then, they're, 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 but then they're trying to make it accessible to like the ghetto. So it's like the what's going on? There's like, a fucking disconnect. I, I'm telling I, I, I don't get I don't, it. I, I don't, don't get I it. I don't agree with the kind of power they have over the culture just because um just I just don't agree with it. Why are you covering my <laughs> uh, It's yeah. cool, nobody can see over there, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. It's off screen. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Uh, anyways, yeah, I, I just don't like the kind of power they have over people. Like people stand so hard for them and I'm like yeah, like they do give money to charities and this and that. So or, like but like they w- give like money for like the blacks, Black Lives Matter they, they, stuff. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. like bail out people. Like they, uh, Jay Z helped out Twenty One Savage whenever he was going through that whole ordeal. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, sir, sir, Twenty One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sir. Uh, what was it? Um, sir, Twenty One. Yeah, 
Or uh, Savage the 21st. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was interesting. He's that British. Was, that was so what? weird. Can you believe you that happened this year? Like it, that, that was, was so like odd. in March. And ASAP, yeah, ASAP Rocky. And then Donald Trump was all pissed because he was like, like, why is he not like being more like acknowledging of like the things that I did for him? And ASAP Rocky's like, I don't give a fuck, bitch. Yeah. I think he's going back to Sweden because he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. either if I was him. Yeah, dude, they can't afford to do that kind of shit. What is it, Flacco? Fashion Pretty Flacco. Yeah. Fashion killer. Flocky Jody. Yeah. Flacco Jody. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Flocky, what the fuck? <laughs> nah, but I don't know, man. And like to full circle that, yes, Jay-Z and Beyonce do a lot of weird shit with like putting deliberate symbols in places. Yeah. Is it a gimmick? You know, like yeah. in the late 80s, mid 90s where bands were like, let's just pretend we're Satanists type of thing. Is it real? I don't know. Yeah. They- do, does shit out there exist that is like, Within the realm I of evil shit, I think symbols dominate our life. Yeah, hundred percent. And one hundred percent. Like yeah. it goes back to like before, like colonizers and stuff, like indigenous societies. Like we, like they just they worship it's deeply, symbols. Yeah, it's so deeply it's like into yeah, our, our fucking ancestral DNA. But, but that's exactly. I feel like that's just like all artists in general. You, like they put out these weird. Because I remember I sang you. I mean, Jen share a lot of stuff on Instagram, and I share her this Cardi B that song Clout. And oh. remember the art, the art, the cover. It weird. It's like Cardi B's legs are like, and then like, fucking Oxen. Tiene como las esas del diablo. So it's like a fucking Baphomet type. Yeah, of thing. Like, yeah. It's right, pretty right. much. Look, here it is. Like do anything for clout. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. It's like, and that's on not your the face. first time. There's also face. in like the Rihanna umbrella video. Yeah. There's like a split second where oh, that's like, I'm fucking telling you, like, why do they do this shit? You know, like. Yeah. And and. Yeah, so, people. yeah, look at this. It's weird. It's a weird screen grab. It's so weird. It's like a, what's it called? Pentagram? No. Like the, the, the head of the But why of aren't, like, alternative bands doing this? You know what I mean? Like, why is it just, like, rap artists? Like, you don't see those strokes doing shit like that. It's like, why? <laughs> For why? <Yeah>. For <laughs> why, dude? Tell because, me. I mean. Uh, uh, it's weird. Because, I mean, they are, even though they're successful, like, there's this whole, like, ideology with them that, like, you gotta, like. 100%. Yeah, like, thrive. Eso me da miedo. Like, the thing, like, selling your soul to the devil and kind of Okay, well, let's think about this. I really do think that exists. A lot of people that are prominent artists right now, Jay-Z, Kanye, name, name a fucking rapper. Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. <laughs> She's, I mean, her shit is weird. weird yeah. Like, if you look, I bet you anything, if you look within, like, their circle of, of people, like, in terms Drake. of, like, family and shit, Ooh. there's someone that fucking died. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What Me- the fuck yeah, is that? Like, I saw, I saw this thing on Twitter where, like, Meg the Stallions, she died, her, her mom. mom died, yeah. and, like, she went up. The, the baby, baby. The baby's yeah. dad. She, and he even raps about it in one of his songs, how, like... He like his dad died and then like he like blew up like the same day. Like he he they're like, Oh, we're gonna sign you and then his dad died. I was like It's like La Santa Muerte kind I, of shit. I was like, My dad died, like where am I getting famous? <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. For real. No but, no, but but it's it's some real shit, man. There's some I don't know, I think the truth is always stranger than fiction. Yeah. This this reality is a lot more convoluted than we might understand. So there's some forces at play that we probably don't completely comprehend. And I'm telling you, these 
secret societies out there. They, they have power. They I, know it's some like the shit. Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. You've seen those weird episodes, right? Of the secret societies? On the Simpsons? Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I remember I when I, I think w- I have. The Mason, they have they they criticized the Masons. Yeah, right? when I was little, I remember there was this episode where it was just like it was a bunch of men and like I think Homer somehow kind of Oh, the there. fucking uh, pub lounge thing, right? Or they have like that weird hat with yes, the horns. Yes, 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 yes. And I remember when I was when I was little, I was watching it and I was like, this is weird. weird. Like I don't feel good. Yeah, like, it this just is feels not, creepy. This is not funny. Yeah. I remember thinking it wasn't funny. And that was like my first exposure into it. And I've always, and like, I I, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. And Pentecostal, when I, I don't want to generalize, but in my church, everything that's Disney related is the devil. I mean. Goofy was voiced by a gay man, hence he's the devil. The devil, nice. So, um. I remember one time they would tell me like about this girl who didn't believe in God and she or she wasn't like super devoted to God. So one time she was washing her face in the mirror and she looked up in the mirror and it was like the devil's face. Nice. And literally like sometimes at four in the morning, if I go to the restroom, I avoid the mirror. Because it's I'm like af- a deep-rooted fear. I'm afraid that I will see the devil's Have face. Have you ever looked in the mirror while you're on psychedelics? <laughs> you don't I will do not that. answer that. Yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> Allegedly, I've done it, and I fucking was it weird. It. it was so fucking weird, dude. There was so many different people. I was like, wait, it's it's strange. I was like, wait a minute, I, what do I, I look like? I do believe in like that. There's like supernatural forces that's like surround us, and one hundred percent. I'm not trying no. to fuck with that. Yeah, you know? no. I like understanding it. Like, right, I'm a curious right. type of person, yeah. so like I like knowing well, shit. Well, like we like. Um, Liz has, her, Liz has her tarot cards. I, ha- I have my tarot cards. <laughs> <laughs> Whisper to them. Yeah. Let's get into it, man. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I brought them today because they're they're in my they're under my pillow. Oh, okay. I, yeah, it, it's a whole process to like. But even then, my mom would be like, I, I, when I first moved back and I had my chocolate, she's like, you need to throw that away because you're it's calling, calling it the devil. Right. And I'm like, no. And, and that's like, like if we look at just from like a fucking non-biased point of view or what the fuck is the word I'm looking for? Whatever. Non-biased, right? At different versions of societies that have risen and fallen, there's always been like a priest class or mm-hmm. like a section of society that is related to communicating with like the spiritual side. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like being like, oh, this is like what the, the fuck sh- is going like on. Like the shamans Exactly, and stuff. 100%. Yeah. And that's missing right now. Right. Like... There is. There yeah, isn't. there is. Because, I don't know. And one of the things that I always say is that I feel that artists kind of fill in that role now. Yeah. So we're like, mm-hmm. more so with musicians, at least for me, like because I'm more musically inclined than anything mm-hmm. else. Excuse me. I feel like they're, um, you know, like a conduit for that type of shit where, yeah, like a lot of people talk about inspiration not being something that's from them or like... It's Everything, yeah, exactly. It comes to them in, in the moment and type of shit. And I'll, I don't know. I just feel like there may be that gap there. But but what I'm getting at, and I kind of shied away from what I was trying to say, it's hard to fucking verbalize. So if you look at like some of the most ancient cultures, like Egypt and Sumeria and stuff, right? They 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 had their priest class, right? And they were initiated through like uh, the mysteries, right? That's what they're called. I've never actually found information on them. I just know that that's what they're called. It's a school of mysteries. And if you think about like some of the shit that these civilizations from the past were able to accomplish that you know we can't necessarily recreate now, mm-hmm. like the 
the building of the pyramids, this, the mystery of the Sphinx. Is it? It's a lot older than we think it is. They recently found this dig site. Well, not even recently. It was like mid-90s in Turkey, a megalithic structure that predates e- Egypt and ancient Samaria by like thousands of years to like right around the end of the last ice age where we're supposedly just hunter-gatherers. Anyways, so what I'm getting at is like these societies have all had their interpretation of some force or quality that allows for, I don't know, a a weird guidance, in, a yeah. guidance yeah. or a weird interaction to like the reality that we live in. Mm-hmm. And then as you get closer to like more recent times, those same things have been like diluted into now they're witchcraft or now it's like right. devil mm-hmm. worship. It's and like shit. a bad thing. But yeah. Is it though? It's, no. I don't think it is. Neither do I. No. I don't think it, like, you know. I feel like it's a tool and it's what you do with it it's, that it's yeah. ultimately connect- dictate. I think it's a connection to source. Yeah. And I think that, like, because, you know, we are a product of, like, colonization. You so can move the microphone up if you want, just so you know. So los, los colon, like you know, los indígenas, yeah. right? They they connected to the earth. Mm-hmm. We, we we grew like our plants and everything by like seeing how like we interacted with the earth, with the sun, with the rain, and like that's how we fed ourselves and we worshipped. We saw the sun as like a god. We saw we worshipped everything connected with nature, and it wasn't until like. The Spanish, the Spaniards came in that like we were indoctrinated like this thought process of like no, it's just like God and the saints. Like, and this, this is this is you're primitive. not you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna be connected to nature. You're connected to these like mm-hmm. abstract like concepts, like, right? You're you're outside of what is, and you're no longer connected with your ancestors. No, right? You're not you're no longer you're you're no longer seeking guidance from the people that preceded you or like from these like from forces of nature. You're preceding guidance from this like painting entity. Exactly. And so like when I I got my cards, like um, I've always Liz started getting into it, right? And I was always very intimidated by it, but because I feel like that thing that kind of has to find you. Like I'm very like mystical about it. hundred percent. But um one time, one day I went to um Second and Charles and I was looking at tarot cards and this weird man was like, I was just like looking at him. He was like, um, he was like, but do you know how to read them? Weird man. Okay. Like just out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, I know a little bit about it. And he was like, but you have to be like, como, tienes que ser una bruja. Tienes que saber como leerlas. And I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I got like a weird, because I was very aggressive when he like, because I'm like, if you're a guy and you like start talking to me with like, you know, entitlement, I'm like, fuck you. You know, and immediately I'm like, you know, I make like a face. But then I saw that he had weird vibes. I'm like, este viejo es un brujo. Like, mm-hmm. this guy is bad vibes. You know, like, he's dark. And then he pr- there is this little girl and this like woman and they were looking at the, at the stuff, right? And he goes, hey, little girl, you want to see a magic trick? And she's like, and the lady's like all uncomfortable. And so he like, proceeds to like be like <laughs> all right i'm gonna take out a quarter and then he like takes it out and he's like um guess what happens to the quarter and like the quarter appeared on his palm it didn't disappear and he and he basically told her like magic isn't real and he like shit on her 
Damn. And I was like, fuck you, dude. And That's so like, yeah. What? Yeah, like super, Why? like he just shitted on the little girl. <laughs> Why would you go out of because your way he, to be Because <laughs> he was an evil man. Yeah, he was just trying to He was an evil man. That's trippy. I've never had anything yeah. like that. That sounds, honestly, that sounds like the freaking devil. Like, he was an evil man. He was an evil man. He was trying to shit on me. He tried to shit on the little girl. So <laughs> I, I turned to... Like, the person I was with, and I was like, dude, let's get the fuck out of here. Like, este señor no trae buenas vibras. Like, I just knew it intuitive. Like, I was like, this guy is not a good guy. I went to Second and Charles. There is a $5 tarot deck. I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to buy this. Because I was looking at these tarot decks. This guy interrupted. What a coincidence that I go to this store that is, like, meant for, like, dollar shit, and I find, like, a tarot deck, right? Mm-hmm. So I buy it. Take it to my house. And I started messing with it. And as soon as I started messing with it, um, I started, like, connect. I was like, all right. I was like, I want to connect to my ancestors. And I was like, okay, I want to connect to my ancestors. And I started, I started like, praying. I was like, I was like, God, I was like, I'm trying to connect to my, I'm trying to connect to source. I'm not trying to, like, interfere with you. I'm not trying to, like, connect to, like, the dark shit. I just want to know what's up. I just want to con- connect to my intuition, to, like, my spiritual self. I want to connect to, like, my predecessors. And it felt weird i felt like everything got dim and everything just like focused and the energies were just like stiff and things just started spilling out and before i would go to and i would do my reading and sure enough it was very accurate i felt like it really reflected like whatever subconscious things i was feeling Mm -hmm. right and then i would go to sleep and I would have a lot of anxiety. Like, I would feel like like my heart was jumping out of, out of myself. Mm-hmm. Because me sentía culpable. I felt guilty. Like, for fucking I, using the cards? Yes, yeah, I felt for like reachi- I was... For reaching out to that. I felt like I was being a traitor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just, like, you going against, like, the centuries of conditioning that's, that has been, like, happening. Trying to break that fucking Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, like, cycle. you know, some people can be like, oh, whatever, tarot is, like, a joke, or it's not that serious, or it's, like, a girl's thing. But it's really you connecting to, like, other spirits. And, you know, they say that God is very jealous. Mm-hmm. And... My my mom. That's I mean, at least the fucking Hebrew guy that we've been adopted. Exactly, hundred percent. My my mom. That's one of the reasons why when I moved back, she because I started reading cards in college, and I they actually I actually had a dream that I was reading cards, and then the next day I went and I got some. Yeah, <laughs> and I have reoccurring dreams yeah. too with the tarot. Yeah, and they it just and it came to me when I was going through like when I was living in a place that was really dark, that had really really heavy vibes, and I feel that was the thing that like kind of kept me together. It was, like, the only thing where I had, like... I mean, I always had faith. I I was, you know, raised Catholic and stuff. I believe in God. But that, at that moment, that was the only thing that kind of, like, helped me keep together. And before I actually started doing readings for people, like, around me, I did it to myself. And I kind of had a similar experience where I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, like this is real. Like, I was meant to have this. I was meant to use this tool. Right. And I was talking... It's just, like, weird synchronicities, right? Yeah, yeah. Like... And I, I think I told you, right? I was like, dude, I had a dream that I had some tarot cards. And then I went and got some. Like, And what was the coincidence? Like, the coincidence that, like, I go and I find some right away. When, like, they're not just out there. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that, um, yeah, like, it was it was something that kind of helped me, like, stay sane. Right. When, I, when I was surrounded by 
extremely heavy vibes because I would go back to them and it w- it wasn't like it wasn't like uh you know an extreme something out there was telling like influencing me it was me like reassuring myself that like you know this is what's happening this is what you're doing this is what's gonna happen if you keep doing this this is what's gonna like you know like this is what you gotta work on and a lot of people are really really scared of facing themselves and I feel like that's why they're so scared of like the uh, all the things the that occult. like yeah Honestly, like, because the I that feel will bring like you that kind of clarity these the tarot and you know spirit like seeking spiritual signs it's just like it's normal and like sometimes like we leave everything to God like oh God will determine this or God <laughs> will determine that but sometimes that's not enough no you know like you, you do, do part. you need some kind of guidance and um. Uh, and seeking it out is it, it, it's something that you need to do. There's, you know, there's this like um, story my mom my mom would tell me about like because my mom she's a catechist, you know. So I shouldn't I sh- I feel bad for my mom because I I know she hence wish- I'm sorry mom hashtag yeah, yeah hashtag I'm sorry mom yeah. um yeah like she wishes I was you know like a nun <laughs> <laughs> you know she wishes I was super correct like I was already married you know like the conventional stuff but I don't know. I don't know. She, she, I wasn't planned, so I don't know. God sent sent me somewhere else. But um, <laughs> something. Where I was going with this? Oh yeah, the story my mom told me. So she was like, "There's a story where like this man, he's in a boat and he falls. His boat like you know gets wrecked in the in the ocean, and he falls and he's in the water, right? And he's like, he's like, God, please help me. And then uh, the man's like, okay. So somebody passes by in a boat and they're like, hey, man, you need help? And then he's like, no, no, no. God is going to come and save me. And then they were like, all right. And then uh, he sees like a floaty and he's like, no, no, no. I can't take that because God is going to come and save me. And then well, he eventually got tired. He like drowned and he died. And then he goes to heaven, right? Because he believes in God. And when he goes to heaven, he's like, hey, like, God, why didn't you help me? And he's like, hey, dude, like, I sent you a I boat. I sent you a boat and a floaty. And a floaty. And, like, you didn't take the opportunities. Like, I was trying to help you, but you didn't take the opportunities. It's like <laughs> there's, there's God and then there's force of will. There yeah. has to be an interaction between the both for something to happen. Yeah. Like, and I feel like people are so intimidated by that interaction. They're scared. Yeah, they don't want to put the work. They, they don't want to put the work, but even if that work is offered to them, they don't. They feel like they're interrupt in interrupting with like God's will. Mm-hmm. When sometimes maybe sometimes maybe you know if you believe in God or you believe in Source or you believe in the universe, maybe oh, maybe it's just like it's just like a co creation. It's just like a co like you're we, we're supposed to exist with each other and people don't believe in their own power no. that they end they, up staying in this disempowered state throughout their yeah, lives. They, they rather, they rather like give it to somebody else to not be accountable for exactly. their actions. Like, beca- I like, you know, like my life sucks because you know, I had to go through this and then, well, I'm going to get, like you said, I'm going to get my reward one day in heaven. I'm like, um, bro, <laughs> you ain't got to be miserable. Like you can, you can do things to better yourself, better your life. And sometimes when things are not like outside of the north, that's okay because like you're working on yourself. But I I just think that people are just so scared of like facing themselves. And that's why the tarot is like such a good tool because literally like it will tell you if you're fucking up. And it's not like the card is like, hey, like you're fucking up, but like it's it's a reflection of like what you're going through and stuff. 
um, I always say this example. I'm like, uh, I was too timing at one point. <laughs> and, then, and then I I purposely ignored reading my tarot cards. I was like, nope. Because I knew. I knew I was. And as soon as I did a reading, like, literally, it was like. Quit your shit. Yeah. Like, you're, you're fucking. I am this. Yes. It's like, you need to stop. Oh, yeah. But our conversation has taken, like, so many, like. Turns. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You're good. You're like a badass host, dude. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Re- really open-minded, which but I really appreciate. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad you guys are having fun because I am. Yeah. And I, like this subject actually brings me to one of the things that I wanted to talk about that y'all kind of brought up on me at uh, when when we were last hanging out at Cultura. Mm-hmm. Astrology. Oh. Right. And bro. Uh, <laughs> bro. <laughs> we, we, we mentioned earlier when you know we called out my fucking Gemini sign and shit. But, Hell yeah. You're um, such a Gemini. So I, I thought I was thinking about it earlier today and I was like, so I asked some of my coworkers, I was like, what do you guys think about astrology or whatever? Or like, what should I even bring to the table? Because I, I don't necessarily subscribe to astrology per se, but like I can, I don't know, I guess I may understand the concept behind it or right. like why it would be like play an influence into who you are or whatever. Uh-huh. But what's your take on it? Well, we, okay. First of all, we're... We are in the age of Aquarius, yeah. okay? The age of Aquarius represents technology, innovation, change, eccentricity. But it's a, it's a fixed sign, which means that it's very, as much as it is an advocate for change, it's very stubborn, right? It's very resistant. So we're living in an interesting age where we're, like, um, questioning, like, outdated, like, traditions, and the way astrology works is that like it's becoming a guide post guide post for us as opposed as opposed to like seeking you know God, um, which we all kind of still do. We seek source, we seek spirituality. We're looking we're looking at spirituality as a way to kind of like seek into ourselves. So right now we're like um, in this whole trend of like birth charts. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing now is. We you you put your like date of birth, and then you put your, the time you were born, right? So like, in like typical astrology, like in the newspaper, you know your sun sign, so you're like a Gemini, right? But there's more components that go into it than your sun sign. So you have like your moon sign, which is your emotional self. Okay. Your sun sign is your highest self, is who you aspire to be. Your moon sign is who you are, like, raw, like, with your family, you know, like, with people that you would trust with your life. And then your rising sign is how people view you. Perceive you. you. Right. And then you have your Venus. So the planet Venus is love. So that, like, shows the way you love and what you look for with, like, partners. And then Mars is the way you fight your aggression. And And that also... sex life. Exactly. (laughs) Jupiter has to do with this. Jupiter is a planet of luck. So that's whatever sign that points to um, is the way you'll find the most luck in your life, the most fortune. Neptune is a way you escape. Uh, Mercury is a way you communicate. And then you have Saturn. And Saturn is a planet that is like... Isn't that collective? Like no. Whoa. Saturn has to do with your karma. Saturn has to do... So they say like... Saturn returns. I have an interesting point on that. But so Saturn, okay, so we have Saturn returns in our lives, right? So Saturn returns happens from like 28 to like 30. 
comes again in our late 50s to 60s, and then comes again when we die. The second door. It's slightly open. So the interesting thing that I will point out is Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain died during their Saturn returns. 27, the 27 Club, Saturn return. So it's an interesting thing to notice that like when our when we have our Saturn return, very impactful things happen. When we're 27, we get some some of us get married, some of us get pregnant, some of us get heartbroken by like someone that we like loved a lot or we like um, switch careers or we move somewhere else. Saturn represents time. Saturn represents um, like changes. Saturn is like the breaker. So it's interesting to see how all these different planets and like according to like our, our chart is how our life is going to like play out. You know, and I'm a, I, I, I hate the uncertainty that we're confronted with. So I turn to astrology to see like, all right, like what the fuck is going on? And so, yeah, that's pretty much what 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 I've been doing. Okay. To. Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And the like for for me, or at least like in the, the set of information I've come across, it's it's less about what um like how celestial bodies interact with your life specifically, I suppose, but how they uh it's like a giant fucking uh what do you call it? Like a giant clock, like the insides of a giant clock to where right. Uh, a lot of the stuff happens in cycles or what have you. And it's interesting that you brought up the age of Aquarius because that w- what that technically means is that so there is a, a sign that the sun rises and sets on, right? It was previously Pisces and is now Aquarius. And when it went, when December 21st, 2012 happened and the, the Mayan calendar ended, it was actually the end of the great year, which is a 26,000 year period that... Um, is called like the precession of the equinoxes. So because of, of the wobble of the Earth's axis, the North Star is in different zodiac signs, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think now it's, again, coinciding with Aquarius. So one of the, this is a fucking, probably going to be a weird trip to talk about, but one of the times that I was in experiencing, like having a psychedelic experience, like my thought process was on that. Like I was pondering on that, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was interesting was like how the idea of of the cycles was playing, and I couldn't help but f- fight the feeling of already having been there, and like how I'm gonna be there again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, or, and that's one of the things that was so weird about my entire experimentation with psychedelics in general was the heavy feeling of constant deja vu to the point where it was like stupid to where I would be like. This is going to happen, and it would instantaneously happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's this weird, there's this um, Twitter thing. Um, you can, like, look it up. I am totally going to, totally going to botch it. There's this guy called Nick Hinton, and he talks about Saturn and how Saturn is losing their ring, its rings, mm-hmm. but Saturn is also a determiner of time and how we haven't had much change or progress since 2012. Yeah, that was heavy that year. That yeah. I was, and I was going to mention that earlier when you guys were talking about. And um, yeah, I feel like something definitely shifted in 2012. Like yeah, this, it, I mean, it, it, is, it was clear for everybody. Yeah, it's definitely a shift in the energy that's around. And mm-hmm. I think ultimately what... Um, 
at that time, like what I've experienced or whatever was more so like looking at time in terms of like the great cycles to where like now mm-hmm. the, so if they divide up like the circle that the procession of the equinoxes makes, like the one half of it that we were previously in was like a quote unquote male dominant like energy that permeates the ga- galaxy, right? And I'm not entirely sure no, where no, I remember no, no, getting all of this, yeah. but I think it like comes from like Graham Hancock and all this other stuff. <laughs> and um, the second half of it is like the, or, or not the second half, but the first half rather, since we're going back into the other side of it is like represents like feminine energy. And I say that like very loosely in terms of like not, I'm not saying men or women, just qualities that relate to either like a a heavier, I guess, like frequency in terms of like the vibes versus like a higher, lighter frequency in terms of like the vibes, right? Hence like feminine for something mm-hmm. that is softer, masculine. masculine for something that is harder, right? And like if you go back in time to where like these other civilizations existed in, like maybe th- they're consciousness was at a different level throughout that first half mm-hmm. where we're now going into. So it's like a constant cycle of like human civilization or not even just human civilization, like but whatever version, way. yeah, yeah, like whatever version of, of society exists, whether it's like human or otherwise, goes through constant cycles of like oh, being awake, right? Like ultimately yeah. culminating. Rebirth and transformation. Yeah, yeah for like, sure. Like ultimately culminating with like whatever version of <laughs> Egypt or Sumeria and shit was at the and you peak know what? and then crashing. And now, ha- now having deja vu. Uh, yeah. I had this conversation before. I had a roommate who was really uh, in college. I had this roommate who was really into that. And he told me in, uh, he was my roommate, what, 2014, 2016, 2017. And um, I remember uh, we, would, we, got, we would drink wine. And like at one point I was like, man, like, I, was just, I just feel like time is going fast. Like going by so freaking fast, I was like, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older. I don't. Know. And then he he kind of explained something similar what you were saying. That's why I was like, whoa. And he said that he's like, now is the time where like either you take advantage of the little time that like you you still have the same time, but it just kind of like it's gonna go faster. So you have to take advantage to something with it. Otherwise, like it is going faster. And he went and kind of like I said, explained the same things you said. Right. And. It, it, it made it made an impact in me because it kind of made me realize, you know, like, okay, I am here present right now and I have this available to me. And if I don't do something with it, like, it's going to flew me by. And somebody else is going to take advantage and I'm just going to stay here. Like, stagnant. Stagnant. Right. So, um, yeah, like, he, he was like, I don't know. He has a weird name on, on Instagram. Reiki, Reiki, I don't know. You Reiki, know? whatever. It's yeah. like, those guys. Um, what's that show? Twilight Zone shit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And, you know, he will watch that all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it, it's out there. And one of, like, my rationalization towards, like, the idea of energies and vibes and all this shit, it always boils down to, like, just some logical assumptions that I'm probably making and maybe maybe I'm making leaps on my own and someone that is more intelligent than I can come and be like, you're being stupid. That's not how it works. But my rationalization behind it is, is this. So if like anatomically, right, physiologically, our heart and our brain both carry like an, a fucking electrical current, right? That's what mm-hmm. keeps our heart beating. 
that's what propels the neurons in our mind and the neurotransmitters between synapses. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that happens when you pass electrical current through anything is that it creates a magnetic field around it. Mm-hmm. Right? So if there's electrical current that's constantly flowing in our own bodies, then do we also project like a biomagnetic field around us? And is that what we've come to interpret as like our aura slash energy? And is that why you can always feel like other people at different levels? And if you think about it, your emotions, they're quantifiable in the, ter- in, in the sense that they're neurotransmitters or chemicals that are, you know, being released in your brain, right? So right. they have a fucking, they're matter, yeah. right? And, it, and if that charge that they carry affects the biomagnetic field that you project, then that would also, like, yeah, have a relation. dictate what yeah. the fuck, like, why some people that are angry, you can feel like, like the, the anger. Like the environment? Yeah. Right, right, right. Like, right. like I don't know. That maybe I'm no, no, like describing no, my own yeah. fucking... No, uh, I, I, to- I totally, I totally, you know I mean? totally resonate with that. Because, like, there's instances... Because I feel like when there's a person that, like, their shit is so powerful, it can influence a whole fucking room. For Dude, sure. Yeah. For sure. And it can shape culture and it can shape environment. Right. Right? And especially if they're, like, in an authoritative, authoritative position, you can just, like, yikes... And as much as you want to overthrow it or overpower it, if everybody kind of like shapeshifts or like molds to that, it's very hard to like overtake. Yeah. For sure. So I definitely think that like, yeah, I, d- I t- totally agree with your whole like, like how like the energy you throw off kind of like you yeah, can it, feel it. And that's my rationalization to it. Because I always as a kid even like I feel like I, I may be wrong in saying this, but. I feel like I wanted to take it a point of view to shit where it makes sense within the confines of the natural laws that we're governed by in this reality, right? Whatever the fuck that may mean. Like so again, just by following the same thought process that creates the confines or the physical laws that we exist in, you can still arrive to the same conclusion to where like the quote unquote supernatural is actually not necessarily supernatural. It's just an un- misunderstood part, or maybe like an undiscovered part of yeah, it's the same. We, we're not trying shit. to acknowledge it. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. But, but, but at the end of the day, you don't want to try to. Like, you, people don't want to acknowledge it because it's like you don't want to. You know, if you acknowledge it, then you have to like do something with it. Work yeah. with it. And then that's hard. It is. It is hard. Like, how are you gonna like have like you know all this knowledge? The power to influence like yeah, and the nature of reality itself. Like, what are you supposed to do with that? Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. it's pretty weird. It's it's conditioning. You yeah. you have to kind of undo that conditioning and realize mm. that there's like things that supersede you and make peace with that. Yeah. No. I think as human beings, we get so hot, so cocky, and we think that we're like above everything. Right. But there's just things that like You're just different you just iterations can't. of the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Like we all if we fuck again if we choose to believe that the big bang took place then we all come from the one same thing in the distant past. Yeah. So Yeah, but I just feel like we as humans our ego just 100%. like kills us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's our biggest demise. It's the things. It's the thing that separates us from animals, but it's also like our biggest demise. Like that part of ourselves that. It's also why you have nuclear weapons. Exactly. <laughs> Do did I I I? It's like one of the things I like had, but one of my anxieties um, was that every time I saw a dot in the sky, I thought it was a nuclear weapon. Oh, and yeah. um, one of my in my dreams, 
my nightmares are always um, natural disasters because those are things. Well, first of all, nuclear weapons. Those are things that those are things that are human made that could com- like can totally dis- like you know destroy, destroy life. us. Yeah. But not only all that, life. I feel like when you recognize that natural disasters are bigger than us, you're recognizing the fact that we have zero control over our lives. I saw this, I I follow this one Instagram page called uh, Nature's Metal, and they have this one (laughs) video where there's a boat out in the ocean in the middle of the, not out in the ocean, but like on the dock, and there's a storm within the general vicinity, and they're recording it, and there's a fucking crazy-ass lightning strike that hits like the, uh, whatever the fuck it's called that has the sail on it, and it looks fucking insane. And you're like, dude, th- like nobody controls that power. No. Like it just happens. It's like um, that movie Moana. You know, it's like Tahiti yeah. or whatever. Like I feel like it kind of shows us how like if we're like super shitty to the earth, the earth is going to be like, fuck it's, you. Yeah. Like I'm it, bigger it, than you and I can fucking destroy it you. It literally and, like, is kill doing you. that right now. Yeah. Like, we, we, we we're parasites to the oh, earth. Yeah. yeah, we have no. It's purpose. like super sad, and, and it goes back to the ego. You know how how much we separated ourselves from like nature. the earth. Yeah, yeah, the earth and nature and animals and stuff like that. Like I think that if we like learn to respect it, everyone should just try mushrooms and grow into nature every now and then. <laughs> just like a, a fucking. I really yeah. Like you you really have to have me personally saying people just need to display more humility. In do, themselves. Do, you, do you really yeah. do you really think like everybody is like in the headspace to try shrooms? No, not necessarily. Ex- you know, so <laughs> don't try shrooms. Yeah, no. unless you're ready for it. Ex- yeah, and I can't tell you. If they, you if they find, you no, they'll find they'll find a way to the people. I I. That's what's fucking weird, right? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I I am not gonna disclose much. Right, but I'll, I'll disclose I'll my that, fucking experience yeah, with it then. But I, I'm just gonna say that like if. If psychedelics are something that like are gonna, I've like, seen them shatter you. people. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, I I seen people who are not coming back, and I'm like, damn, dude. Like, Mm-mm. and then I stop and think, I'm like, wait, am I like, am I them? We just have like. <laughs> <laughs> am I also too far gone? This no. is the way I think. I feel like you know we have such a limited time on Earth. If you have the opportunity to travel, travel. If you have the opportunity to. Do psychedelics. To travel. Do fucking psychedelics. (laughs) You know, like, if you have an opportunity to widen your perception, take it. Don't be scared. Because at the end of the day, like, I feel like you'll be fine. You don't even have to do shrooms. Just eat a brownie if you want. Exactly. Fucking pop just, 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 like, shed the the fear. Don't let fear dominate your life. At the end of the day, dude, like, you you don't even have to do drugs. Yeah, you don't. You just have to believe in yourself. Yeah, believe in yourself enough to step out of, like, whatever you're being told, like, your whole life. And going back to religion, I think religion fosters fear. And I feel like you should abandon it and be more like believe yeah. in yourself. Believe yeah. in the, the the hard thing about why people don't leave religion is because it does bring a sense of community to people. And I mean, when you think about it, people, especially now, are very disconnected. So people latch on to whatever gives them that security that of that sense like, of like community. Yeah, and and that's what I feel like. That's why religion. We're is not never advocating for drugs. We're just op- advocating for like opening your mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, take no, the other no, route because no, like no, oddly no. enough, doing all of those fucking different psychedelics, which actually is just two, which is the LSD and mushrooms, <laughs> uh, and I guess like marijuana, if you want to consider that, right? what was like the ultimate takeaway for me and so pre-psychedelics I was very much like a heavy fucking weed smoker like I would wake up 
smoke a blunt, go to school, mm-hmm. smoke a blunt during classes, be high all the fucking time. After that, like my experience with it was like, dude, like you don't even to need to be smoking. And like honestly, now I'm the fucking occasional smoker. Right. And for it was funny because like the the thing that I walked away with was like, dude, if you want to feel like that inner peace or whatever it is that you're doing for like the self medication, this is gonna sound fucking cliche as fuck. Meditate, whatever right. that, whatever I, that I may mean. Yes. That. I promote yes. that. I Whatever 100%. that may mean, and and for some people it means you know just sitting there and just focusing on your breathing. Other people it could be like go do a workout or and praying. It's like a fucking yeah, or praying. For right? some like, people, I don't know. It's different for everybody, but that's what I walked away with. So boom. Yeah. You, do drugs only to find out that you yeah, don't have no, to do drugs. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you, <laughs> when it comes don't down do to it, like, everybody needs a way of coping. And 100%. it just, it goes down to, like, what what is it going to be you're going to be coping with? Is it going to be with alcohol? And, like, you know, destroy your liver, kill, you know, waste all your money? Is it going to be with weed and, like, you know, uh, be high all the time, get arrested, go to jail, something crazy? Is it going <laughs> to... It, I'm not gonna talk about that, but <laughs> either way, um, in and it could be, uh, but I mean, it just all has to come down to like having that mo- moderation. Like, don't let whatever you're using as a coping mechanism take over. Even as good as it is, for example, working out. I love working out, but I worked myself out to the point where like I fucked up my knee, and I, I, at one point, like I was so like into like no, I have to work out. I have to work out. I have to, and I was like, I just replaced a vice with another one, and it, it has to come down also to that moderation. Like, yeah, moderation and like that awareness. Like, okay, what am I doing? Like, am right. I am I doing something that's helping me, or am I doing something that like is replacing a vice? Is replace? Is I'm using this to cope to not deal with whatever is happening. Right. I, right. I feel like at the, at the end of the day, you just need to find to a place where you just get to like an objective analysis of self mm-hmm. where you're not enabling yourself mm-hmm. and to a point where you're not being too critical of yourself, where you're not like taking chances, well, you know, <laughs> like you have to get to the point where like you have to be friends with yourself. Oh, like, yeah. like you when you love yourself. Exactly. Man. When you're friends yeah. with somebody, you'll be like. Dude, I love you. And like I see all these things of, of you. But you're also fucking up in this yeah. instance. You know what I mean? So you have to kind of like healthily like advocate for yourself, but also check yourself when you're being a dumbass. Before you break yourself. Exactly. For real. 100%. I was exactly. just listening to a podcast where a Tiger Belly and they had this guy, fuck, I forget his name, Michael Rosenbaum, I think. And he has his own podcast. And it's kind of where people just go and they, I, I actually never listened to his podcast, but uh, Tiger Belly is comedian Bobby Lee and his girl Kalila, which oddly enough you remind me of her so fucking really much. yeah <laughs> yeah if you ever l- watch it i think you'll, you'll understand why but um anyway so the dude that goes on his podcast is more so just people kind of like being vulnerable and sharing or whatnot and he was talking about like how he had to like check into like a, a wellness facility or whatever to work on himself because even though he was always like the life of the party and like always you know helping others and shit he still at the very end like so felt miserable in, in and of himself and he was describing like how he was able to get out of that and it, it was like a lot of cliches that just ended up working if you keep doing it you know so like mm-hmm. he would fucking like his therapist would be like when you wake up in the morning the first thing i want you to do is like meditate maybe for five to ten minutes when you get up Go to the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself. Dude, Simple shit like that. And honestly, yeah. little things like work. that make the, so much difference. I I um I like to go, go work out in the mornings, and I had such a hard time 
just like getting out of bed because I had to be up at like five. Right. And I noticed that like I start. Well, I I preach a lot of like meditation and self care right, and stuff right, like right, that right. as part of my job. So I was like, okay, so I'm preaching all of these things, but I'm not practicing. So I started practicing, and just by saying like I wait, like opening my eyes and be like, okay, it's gonna be a good day. And that itself would like give, like fill me up with so much energy, and I was just like, what the hell? And, <laughs> like, and a good cup of coffee. Also. Yes, I mean, yeah, <laughs> obviously you need a, a little bit of stimulants for sure, for sure. But Coffee's I mean, like it all, it all comes, it all starts in the mind. Like if the mind, if the mind is not like in a place where like it's like a positive, like thriving place, like it can literally like break you. It can like. There's destroy you and like stank you know you you're gonna be um just like um stagnant in life if, if you're my if you don't start like preaching that self-care that self-love yeah. and and i always tell people like you know um meditation it's nothing more than just like breathing and even like and we if we can't breathe it's because we're alive right if we can't breathe it's because we're dead eh. yeah so i mean we have to take advantage of the fact that we can breathe that we're alive that we have this body we have this power we can do i mean i don't want to say that we can do whatever we want to but yeah we can i mean Pretty it just much. it just takes mostly everything is possible yeah it just it it all all it takes is to start like you know taking care of number one and once you start focusing on that you'll see like and it goes back to like our art and stuff like that like you start Boom, full circle. yeah like it goes back to like your passions like the things that like make you feel good like once you start focusing on that you'll see that like it comes to fruition that it it's something that's gonna fulfill you and um yeah so i always tell people that you know take advantage of your your um your lungs breathe uh take a minute meditate um, bring yourself into the present. Yeah, more than anything, like I think that's the hardest part of like uh, meditation. Because even though, um, then I tell people, meditation is an exercise. Meditation is not like even though breathing is something that we all do, is something that you still have to work on because it doesn't yeah, come easy to it doesn't it come not. easy to people. People, mm-hmm. and um, I, I'll do this presentation in the community, and some people will be laughing, some people will be, and I'm like, you know what, like. You don't want to take advantage of it. That's fine, and I would say like you know this is an exercise because you're gonna have to like train yourself, train your mind to like to not follow the train of thoughts exactly just, to stay in the yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. There's this there's this show that I really really like on Netflix, Bojack Horseman. Oh my god! <laughs> and um, I've never watched I, it. I started rewatching amazing it. show. It, it it it's basically about this guy who like suffers with a lot of like self-hatred and it's like generational trauma so he has parents that kind of like never dealt with themselves Mm -hmm. so they place all this like shit on him so he grows up like just hating himself like this like his his whole purpose is to like please people he's an actor yeah i was about to say let's go back to he's a like a famous actor he's a famous actor right and his whole premise is like sitcom show of like wholesomeness and like family and so but in real life, he hates himself. He's an alcoholic. He's yeah. a narcissist. He's self-destructive. And he pretty much ruins everything. Every relationship right. he has. He and wants. anything that offers any kind of like intimacy, it just goes to shit. So there's this... He, he's, he, as much as he's aware of his like faults, he realizes that he wants to be a better person. And 
he's always fighting that, like his addictions versus becoming better for the people that surround him. And, and there's this episode where he like starts running and he's running and he's going up the hill and there's this like uh, monkey that always runs. And, and, and throughout the episode, you see like Bojack Horseman like drinking and like getting into hijinks and there's this like monkey running every morning. So Bojack Horseman starts to run and he's struggling and he's huffing and he's out of breath and he's like, the, 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 the monkey stops and he's like, it's hard, but you got to keep going. And like that to me was just like that, that whole show. It honest, struck me. OK, so it, it has it literally is a progression of like him becoming a better person. And Genesis is like, dude, you need to start because I, I used to watch it and I started rewatching it and I'm on the second, I'm on the third season right now. And the second season is completely self-destruction. Like he's just ruined everything he can. Tell me why I was depressed for like three days after I watched it. <laughs> this is I fucking was, powerful. Uh, yeah, because it literally like was a reflection of like just like the the humans, you know, like we are not perfect. It always reminds me of my one of my psychologist professors in college. He was like, he was like, you'll reach like full maturity the moment you understand and forgive your parents. Mm-hmm. Understand that your parents did the best they could with what they had. Mm-hmm. They were humans and they probably fucked up a lot, mm-hmm. but they still managed to like get you here. And you gotta think about your parents' parents and your parents' parents. Yeah, like parents, I mean, parents, you know, yeah, they, a, they did the best with what they had. Sauce. They did the best with what they had. Like you cannot. Uh, they didn't have the resources. And I think nowadays we're like, um, you know, um, blessed enough because it's. It, I for me it's a blessing. I am a student of life. I love learning new things every day. And I, maybe that's why I haven't been talking a lot because I want to. I want to hear also <laughs> right, what you're right. all saying. And especially because I never hang out with Josh before, so I'm right. like, let me see what's he about. Cool. But I'm, I'm taking notes. Trust me. <laughs> um, Mental notes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And but yeah, like you know, be be aware that like they didn't have the resources that we have now. There was not like not even a quarter of the information that there is out now. Uh, they didn't have the opportunity to choose themselves because they were following steps that like they were already presetted for them. So, I mean, it's interesting the why um, they might be, sorry, mom, <laughs> hashtag sorry, mom. <laughs> they might be mad at us. You know, they might not understand what we're going through. But I mean, as part of like us, part of our growing, we have to understand that like they are humans and they're, they're, about, they're about to fucked up. And I think yeah. that's, why Boja Hormans is such a like good show. It is so beautiful because it truly it shows, shows like a character humanity. arc of like growth and like persistence, like just trying for yourself and trying to figure out who you are aside mm-hmm. from like whatever dominated your life before that. And like we, at the end of the day, we have free will and yeah. we have the opportunity to like shape our lives and shape ourselves. But the thing that we have to do is constantly try yes we have to put an effort into our lives and we have to be we have to acknowledge that reptilian brain that it wants to like take over and make friends with that <laughs> and not only that like make make peace with our inner child and make peace with our with with our parents and i don't know how that connected with that but anyway everybody watch bojack horseman yeah <laughs> <laughs> because i mean bojack horseman had like the worst parents dude. yeah he like did. His mom was like, like my mom. I'm just kidding. I love you, mom. Um, his mom was like super hard on him, and like he was like technically successful doing everything right. And his mom he never was, gained his mom. Yeah, his approval. mom was like shitting on him the whole time. Damn. And um, I mean, 
technically, like it, 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 it comes to define like you know, success is relative. Like he was, for him, like he was like in paper successful, but him was like, you're not gonna know. At the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, you just gotta make peace with yourself. And I, you got, you're gonna live in this skin suit mm-hmm. till like you're fucking ninety, yeah. exactly. So just make peace, peace with yourself. Be kinder to yourself. And it love all, yourself. And it, it all kind of fall that. through. Like, you know what I mean? It, it all accommodates itself when you, you do the inner work. And whatever, if you want to, like, practice tarot or, like, do art, whatever connects you to source, like, pursue that, mm-hmm. you know? For sure. So I wanted to bring up that uh, drawing. Yeah. Okay. It reminded me of what the podcast logo was going to be originally because the original logo was actually the same alien that you see now, mm-hmm. but like chilling like asleep on a cactus with like so everything was like monochromatic except for the stuff around him he was bleeding like a psychedelic aura like mm-hmm. into the fucking thing mm-hmm. and it just reminded me of that i don't know honestly when i do that um the premise was déjame en paz okay I get that, that you're in your own space yeah like it's just like someone that just wants to exist peacefully but there's people trying to interrupt her shit and she's just like exuding this vibration of like just leave me the fuck alone. Right. It's got that face, for yeah. sure. Like, so if she, I saw that, I'd be like... She's like, <laughs> she's just, like, guarded. Like, she's just like, dude, like, who the fuck told you, like, it was okay for you to talk to me? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just here chilling, and you're over here interrupting my aura. I feel like you've had those experiences so many times. All the time. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> as, as a woman, like, you just get, like, people bother just, so much. People just think that it's okay to, like, invade your, like, private space. And it's just like, no. Even though, like... I know I'm like tiny and like you know, but I, I'm cool. I'm chilling. Like I don't need you to be coming up in here and you know mm-hmm. talking. Don't to say me. what's up to me. Exactly. I'll you say what's that up to sucks. me when I say it's okay for you to say what's up to me. You that know? sucks because I like being like just approaching people. So I'm sorry. We're cool with you, Josh. <laughs> We've nah. established this. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Shit, man. So guess how long we've been going at it? Like two hours. Two hours and forty-five minutes. I fucking knew it. Damn. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's it's a good wrapping point. It's like yeah, like time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. Yeah. I'm also like. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it just so happened Don't to be both there. this That's time. <laughs> it just so happened to be both this time. So exactly. Mm-hmm. It was fun, man. I really enjoyed having you guys on. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, on. and Thank whenever you. you want us back. Yeah, dude. Cool. I can We're, we'll be. It, it'll be like the homegirl segment. Yeah. Yes. If Definitely. you ever, if you ever need some like girl input, we're here. We do. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Interesting. I want to yeah. Say that's that that, that was honestly that was the reason why we got invited because I went up to Josh and I was like, "Dude, you don't have enough girls in your podcast." Which I don't. And that's a very fucking fair point. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that, not intentionally. Just that most of my friends are homies. Exactly. Dudes, so. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the topics we explored were like self-care, tarot, like self-guidance, all these kind of things that are kind of like just like dictated as like feminine and like uh, the male, you know, counterparts just kind of like dismiss it because yeah, it's intimidating. Right. But you know what? We need to make fucking, we need to make peace with our masculine and our feminine because right. when we once we make peace with both aspects of that, we become a balanced person boom yeah you have so to trust your intuition sometimes. exactly make peace with those make peace with your aggressive part of self and your intuitive soft side of self and you'll just be like a well-rounded ass person a little person exactly mm-hmm. i appreciate i that. think you exhibit those qualities so. I, I agree i agree with Genesis yeah in that sense well, i perceive you. that for sure it took a lot of hard work and i'm still working on myself <laughs> so it never ends yeah, josh it never, it never ends it never does and if you're out there listening, keep working on yourself too. Mm-hmm. For sure. That was also cliche. But is there <laughs> anything you guys want to plug? 
No, I mean, if you want to follow me and my art and stuff, follow me at Jen underscore two underscore the underscore Izzo. I will be selling stickers soon for like two bucks. Guess what, bitches? I got the so like support local. You know what I mean? And um, and I'm super thankful for like I'm super thankful for my town because they at the end of the day, as much as like. We have like problems with it. Y'all show up, and yeah. I'm super, I'm super grateful for for everybody here. So yeah, Liz. Well, I mean, if you wanna follow me too, see my selfies. Hey, um, I'm Aztec underscore Queen underscore Liz on Instagram. Or you can find me through Genesis. Um, I'm tagged there. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be here to talk a little bit. I really enjoy my time. And I definitely would like um, more people to be doing what Josh is doing here. So, There's people you know, out there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But invite us, at, invite <laughs> us yeah, to your podcast, out, too. For real. And yeah, for sure. Um, just really grateful for the opportunity. Had a lot of fun. And I hope we're back. Yes. For yeah, sure. I'm down to have you guys. Homegirl segment. It's a fun, it's a fun conversation. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I'm creating a homegirl segment. Yeah, your, I know, keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled for homegirls. Yeah, for yes. sure, for sure. So that'll come up. Uh, wait, do I have announcements to make? Thursday, the mic drop, open mic at Cultura. Rick Matamoros will be playing the opening set, or actually just the Matamoros. The f- uh, fourth Dimension Fridays is closed out for the year, but the first one will be January 17th at Cultura. So keep your eyes open for that. Mm, I don't know. That's pretty much everything I have to plug. So peace. I'll see you all later. Bye. Bye.